You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast. It's a show where two old guys are just fucking hot as balls in a blanket fort. Sitting in the heat like the old days, man. (laughs) This is suffering for our art. Yeah, because I'm your beard host, Tyler, and Mm. my AC is out. AC is out. (laughs) I thought we were doing a radio thing. That's true. I mean, we're like AC Slater had a radio show. Uh, He did have a radio show. Do you remember that episode? Oh, fuck Yep, no. I but, made it but up. Is, I mean, no, that is <laughs> not surprising. He's got to have one at some point. It was a trap to get you to say yeah, but you <laughs> saw through the trap. But for all I know, he might have had an episode. I'm going to go and do corrections. He probably did. Probably. I'm sure, I'm probably sure there was an episode show. where they all had a radio show. Each one of them. Uh, separate episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Once per season, uh, a character got a radio show <laughs> where they would record at uh, the Max. Hey, pro- yep, there you go. Probably that's where mm-hmm. they recorded. And they did like giveaways and stuff or there. Or the school probably. basement where like they went to a hidden part of base and they didn't know it was there. And down there was just like a bunch of radio equipment that everyone forgot right, about. Yeah, exactly. Like, we shouldn't revive the old school radio <laughs> station. <laughs> the teacher from Stranger Things is there and <laughs> shows them how to use radio equipment. Um, when I was probably 10 years old, I would have done anything for Kelly Kapowski. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really, I would have done anything. Like, that's like, you know how, like, the satanic panic where, like, uh, like parents were worried about D&D and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, they should have been worried was, like, if Kelly Kapowski was like, David, kill your parents. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll kiss you on the lips. They're like, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, bye, Mom and Dad. <laughs> right? So, super sorry. See, I think I was more attracted to Jesse, maybe. No way, I man. I was always kind of torn. Not me. The Kelly Capelli, all the way, 100% Kelly. Mm-hmm. Times a million around the world. Yeah. No no room <laughs> no room for Jesse. No room for Lisa. Um, but Tori. Definitely Tori. No. Well, I mean, Tori's <laughs> probably a second. <laughs> She's probably number two. Tori, oh, uh, what was uh, Leah Remini's character? What was her fucking name? I don't remember her on that show. When they worked at that uh, beach house or that beach resort for oh, the summer. Oh, where they went to Hawaii or whatever? Was that where they went? I can't remember. Oh, they went somewhere and worked worked for that resort for the summer. Well, her, wasn't her dad was the owner. Yeah, I know. Zach dated her, yeah. That's not Tori? No, Tori was okay. the badass girl. Okay. You know way more about... I'm not even going to get into this. You know way more to say about the bell. <laughs> the last time we got into like TV shit, like uh, we said that... Uh, Michael J. Fox was on uh, Growing Pains, uh, yeah. uh, which is not right. It's not. Master Mold uh, pointed out yep. um, publicly, instead of like being polite and, like <laughs> I don't know, addressing one of us privately, just wanted to put us on blast on our uh-huh. Facebook group uh-huh. and say that it was indeed uh, Family Ties. Yep, yep. And I, I <laughs> saw that. I was like, ah, all right, we'll find my – well – he did recently just give me God of War, so I guess I'm. <laughs> he does give us enough shit that he can, I guess, publicly call us out on our shame. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna just do it on the show. <laughs> when I saw that pop up on Facebook, on the Facebook group, I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna bring that. You put me on blast. I'll put you on blast, Bubba." <laughs> I mean, you're welcome for putting you on blast because you were right. But I want to tell you that um, all of you listening, 
you have the benefit of being able to pause the show and looking something up. Although, to be fair, I knew it was Family Ties. Like, in my heart of hearts, I knew that. Do you, Michael, do you like our jokes? We knew we knew it was. Yeah, we were just tricking you. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Now you look oh, stupid. Oh, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you fell for that. Oh, my God. God. Give yeah. me the Patreon. You should feel yeah. so bad. <laughs> but we're both enjoying a nice, refreshing room. Well, I'm enjoying a room temperature. You've got ice in yours, Fresca. Yeah, if you hear clinking in a glass, um, it's my scotch. JK, it's Fresca. Zero calories. Yep. Living it up. No caffeine, no calories. Uh, now, you told me it's zero. Ca- I didn't like, I trusted you. I didn't look on mm-hmm. the can. Mm-hmm. So if tomorrow I go on the Facebook group and someone like has a photograph of a can of Fresca and it's like 500 calories per serving even four right servings here. in a can it's like oh my god this is all the calories I can it's, have today. it's just basically fat yeah. Fre- Fresca it's uh, it's Latin for fat Fresca brand lard <laughs> Fresca, Fresca brand lard sounds like the name of a terrorist <laughs> when you say it really fast Fresca brand lard <laughs> Well, that sounds like Andy Bernard's brother, Fresca, or sister, like an upscale stripper, Fresca. That would, yeah, if I were a stripper, that'd be my name, Fresca. Fresca. Oh, shit. Would you, would you be a, uh, would you, like, what kind of stripper would you be? A, a, a sexy one. Yeah, like, would you, like, specialize in, like, bachelorette parties, or would you, like, specialize at a local club, a local establishment? Would it be, like, a gay strip club, or would it be a strip club Well, the only way women? you're going to make money is at a gay strip club, right? I don't know that's... I mean, I'm sure you would make some money at, like, a, a ladies club, mm-hmm. but, yeah, you're probably going to make a lot more money at, like, a, a gay club. Yeah. Are there gay strip clubs? There's, there has to be, right? I mean, if there are, yeah, there I mean, has to be. There has to be. I don't, I've never seen one. Or fine, I guess I'll go to one, one with you. It's fine. I'll For go. science, fine. All we'll right, go. Fine. We don't know where their one is, but I, where their one is, we don't know. <laughs> but I guess, I guess we'll find one for science. It's fine, we'll do it. <laughs> I don't guess you need gay strip clubs because it's just like what the, the hookup culture is very different. So it's just sort of like. Why um, do strip clubs when you just have a grinder? Yeah, it's just like, a, oh, we're holding a gay strip club right now in our hands. It's <laughs> yeah, called a phone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the same thing could be said about, um, you know, a gentleman's club, except it's less It's less like the interacting with You can with go there and people. not be attractive. You can go where and not be attractive? A the ge- internet? A gentleman's club. Well, the uh, internet too, but you're probably not going to get as many hits. I imagine it's probably easier online than actually like... Well, no, I mean... Easier online for who? The performer or the audience? Because if you go to a strip club, more than likely you're going to pay a lot of money to max, like, second base, right? The few strip clubs where you can, like, touch stuff. Well, I mean, you know, like you just gotta if you just gotta get good at asking. <laughs> you got a GM begging. And that's that's how you get that shit. I mean, some people say begging. <laughs> some people say persuasion. Bargaining, persuasion. There are all kinds of there are all kinds of social skills. In Torchbearer, yeah, blackmail would be called uh, the mani- manipulator skill. <laughs> there's orator, there's manipulator, there's persuasion, uh, all kinds okay. of good stuff. Okay. I like how they break down those social skills mm-hmm. where it's like, not one size fits all. Yeah, it's not just bluff and diplomacy. Exactly. Yeah, they throw an extra one in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I didn't really have anything else besides my house. It's real fucking hot. Cool. I'm Dave, your bespectacled host. And I feel like we have talked enough about, you know, Say by the Bell and uh, family ties being not growing pains. Uh-huh. Do you remember that episode of uh, Say by the Bell? Michael J. Fox was on there. Oh, also, I have another correction. Yeah, he played that character, Grow Grow E Pains. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got it mixed up. <laughs> he played the famous comic strip character, Grow E. <laughs> <laughs> who's always in pain because he's constantly growing. Yeah, he can't stop. Yeah, we can't. It's actually a, yeah. a Cthulhu-style horror yeah, strip. It, it's, it's a three-panel horror comic strip. Yeah, it's a week. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday strip. That's, yeah. It just, he just grows. He just keeps growing. Yeah. And, like, his like his bones grow, but, like, the rest of his body cannot keep up. And it is just, like, there's tearing, oh. there's twisting, mm. there's um, viscera. It's it's not a good scene. It's a body horror comic comic strip yeah yeah it's pr- it's pretty popular in brazil i don't know i don't know about here yeah not so much here i mean we're not as, as event culture as the brazilians no it's true we are very we are very close-minded when it comes to mm-hmm. um just bodies in general yeah yeah we have to say you know all our bones need to be inside our bodies right yeah except our teeth yeah let's They're your outside bones. wake up sheeple open your minds <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have another correction to make. Okay. Um, I realized this. No one called me out on this one, so uh, I guess everyone was snoozing on this one, or they didn't look at the show notes. Uh, remember, or, the, or they got the joke on this one. Yeah, right. They got it. They're like, <laughs> they knew oh, we were joking. Dave, he's playing around. Remember when I said that Brad Pitt was in a, a retro video game app for uh-huh. ad? Uh, he was not. It was just, it was the ad that I was referencing. Cause when we were doing the show, when you were doing the show notes and you were mm-hmm. like, Hey, where's that Brad Pitt ad? And I was like, hold on, let me find it. And then I did a search for like Brad Pitt video game ad. <laughs> That's what I did. It's like nothing came up. The closest thing I could get was like a Kotaku article where right. he doesn't let his kids play video games. Right. I pulled that one up too. And then it was like, when that happened, I was like, Oh no, Oh no. And then like, I started doing like the mental gymnastics where it's like, okay, now wait, if that ad came out, oh, Brad Pitt was probably like 20 years old, like when this ad came mm-hmm. out. So that's not him. Um, it's an ad for Capcom. And I really think that that kid in the ad looks like Brad, a young Brad Pitt from 12 Monkeys is what he looks like. <laughs> Cause he's, he's one monkey. Yeah. He's just a baby monkey. <laughs> he's one 12th monkey. But Brad Pitt, I mean, you know, the surefire way to get your kids to fucking love video games is to just completely ban it from them. So whenever they have the option, they're going to fucking love video games so hard. Yeah, whenever they have the option, they're going to like start a video game podcast, and mm-hmm. um, it's pretty much going to consume like their early 30s. <laughs> is there anything that um, your parents forbade you from doing so that, but that you love now? Like probably stemming from... Them not letting you do it when you were younger. Like aside from manslaughter or including that? Yeah, aside or, from manslaughter. Like, oh, <laughs> manslaughter, <laughs> yeah. Uh, aside from uh, fucking with hobos. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, I mean, I don't know if there's anything that they for, forbade, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, other than the standard stuff, like, you know. Beavis and Butthead. No, Beavis and Butthead was good, actually. South um, Park. No, South Park was fine. I'm, the Undertaker. Surely The Undertaker, because he was satanic. Uh, I didn't watch wrestling, but it wasn't because it was banned. It was just like, um, wrestling was one of those things where my mom was like, you don't want to watch that, really, do you? 
So I got a little bit of guilt oh, on that one. Oh, so it wasn't like you can't do it. It's like you're dumb if you do. Yeah, she was just, I don't, she was, mm. I, my parents aren't like typically bougie, but like they were bougie on wrestling. Like they were like, <laughs> they really looked down on wrestling mm. and it was like, oh, okay. So as a kid, it was just like, whatever. That's just not a thing. That, mm. That's not a thing that we do. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, as far as like Beavis and Butthead and South Park and stuff like that, they were really liberal about like the entertainment that I could consume. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, I remember watching Jaws when I was seven years old, and I mean, it terrified me at the time. I remember watching um, like softcore pornography late mm-hmm. at night, uh, and you know, and your dad was cool with that. They didn't like forbid you from. Tell you masturbation was evil and that you could never ever look at any kind of porn. I would. I don't want to go on the record and say that my dad was cool with me watching pornography yeah. when I was seven, <laughs> but he didn't tell me not to. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It is no dicks. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> wait. It's like wait, son. Did you watch porn last night? Wait. Please tell me there were no dicks at it. Girl on girl. All right. Go ahead. You're fine. You know we never had a we never had a girl on girl conversation. Oh, let's call him up. You want to call him? <laughs> That'd be funny. He's, like, okay, what kind of porn is okay? Is that girl on girl or is that like, yeah? Is that sinful homosexuality? Yeah, Daddy. How how solo girl is that all? You can, you can watch a girl masturbate. That's fine. Daddy, how small does the wiener have to be so that it's not weird to look at it? <laughs> <laughs> just so small that I don't want it, is or that... just or just smaller, <laughs> just smaller than mine. Small, anything smaller than yours is fine. <laughs> small, smaller than yours, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Uh, well, if that's the case, I'm going to have to ask you a very personal question. <laughs> <laughs> Whose jeans do I have? <laughs> daddy, I sent you a dick pic. Could you please tell me if it looks more like your daddy's or mom's daddy's? <laughs> <laughs> I know all daddies have seen all other daddies. Yes. It's the rule. I mean, when Henry daddy was dick born. Daddy dick day, so you have your reference point. Exactly. Henry was born after Kenna was, so mm-hmm. the, the day that, well, not the day that Henry was born, because I was enjoying my newborn son, but the day after he was born i sent you a dick pic and yeah. i was like here's my daddy dick all right thanks thanks i locked it in my locked it in my vault on my phone where i keep all the daddy dick pics yeah you've got a lot of them oh yeah I, so you, many daddies you do have that shit password protected right i don't <laughs> want i don't want, I know. i'm just gonna let all those dicks just flop around yeah they're, they're mine like the ghostbuster vault you don't want that shit to happen you don't want those to get out because <laughs> you're gonna have to capture them all again <laughs> gotta find them all i just got my dick dicky decks yeah totally full yeah well you gotta watch the dicky decks <laughs> But like my, my parents, of course, no beefs and butthead, no South Park. Wrestling was forbidden while the Undertaker because of the Undertaker because of the Undertaker. But whenever he switched his themes, not because to the they American, were being snobs. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no. My parents are trash. It's fine. But the Undertaker was satanic until he switched to his American badass theme, where he was like the the motorcycle guy. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, then, okay. then he was okay. Then I could watch wrestling. What was the lore behind that transformation? I do not remember. Like, did he go into like a device and like he came back out like Kid I, Rock or something? Because like, I feel like happened? he had a falling out with um, what's his name? The the guy who would always follow him around with the urn. I can't remember his name. Uh, Ernest P. World. Ernest P. World. That's it. You they, did they say had he a falling out. He said he like traveled around with Vern, right? Vern, yeah. <laughs> Dude, if if Ernest like had wrestled, I probably would have secretly watched wrestling because I was like super into Ernest when I was a kid. Yeah, well, yeah, we all we all were. It's true. Even children today love Ernest. They do. I bet if I showed all my kids, Ernest goes to jail. They or would. Ernest, Ernest scared stupid. Okay, Ernest like, scared that's, stupid's that's a good the one, to, one. Yeah, that's a good one for kids. Like you can't start with like Ernest goes to camp. Like, yeah, mm-mm. that only works for eighties. If you're kids, an Ernest I feel fan, like. yeah. right, right, yeah. If you're cultured, <laughs> it's for the real fans. <laughs> yeah, 
But I remember like now I pretty much exclusively eat crunchy peanut butter because it was like my parents would not buy it as a kid. Like at all. That's all smooth peanut butter. That's all all it was. Do so they now, lie to you about it? Like Bobby Boucher's mom style, where it's like <laughs> crunchy peanut butter's the devil. Well, I didn't really know it was a thing for a very long time. Really? Mm-mm. What was it well, like I having mean, it? The Choco first time? Chica didn't know until like Melissa and I got married and we you know lived here together. Like she asked for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, mm-hmm. and I made her one with crunchy peanut butter, not realizing that she would have no idea what it was. She took a bite and she was just like, "Why are there rocks in here? Why are there crumbs in this?" <laughs> <laughs> and she was like trying to wipe them off she's like what what's wrong with this bread because she wouldn't even think it's the peanut butter right 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 yeah who put who put teeth in this bread (laughs) tiny wooden teeth i don't know what these are this is fucked up man is that what you're so how old were you when you had crunchy peanut butter for the first time i might have even been in college wow yeah that's a I mean, did it change your life? Yeah, I like clearly it, it did. I like it so much better. You have it in the house now. Uh-huh. You keep it in yep. the house. I, no one else will eat it but me, so I have one jar for me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any like foods were forbidden when I was a kid for me, but like I was a really picky eater as a kid, mm-hmm. so it really wasn't a problem. Like I did not want to try. Like I was the kid where it's like I'm really proud of Henry because like when we go to a Chinese restaurant, he'll just you know we'll ask him like basic questions like would you like noodles or rice, and then you know he'll tell us and we order that. Mm-hmm. But me as a kid, I refused to go to a Chinese restaurant. Chicken tenders. Oh, yes. Thank you. No, mm-hmm. and I couldn't, yeah, absolutely, chicken tenders, but I couldn't have the chicken tenders at the Chinese restaurant because those were gross. I needed the, I swear as a kid, I walked into a Chinese restaurant with my parents with like McDonald's in hand like 100% of the yeah. time. That's the only way my parents could go have Chinese food and bring me <laughs> is if they stopped by McDonald's <laughs> first. Yeah. Yeah, I was an asshole kid. I mean, if I, if it were me, I would have been like, no, we're not stopping. We're not stopping at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Come, on. enjoy, enjoy mm-hmm. this shitty Chinese food that we're about to have together <laughs> as a family. You don't want it? Well, enjoy your water. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, like that's kind of how we deal with Henry right now. When he like, because he's getting to a stage now where it's like he realizes that bedtime is after dinner. So what he'll do is he will stall on dinner, like for mm-hmm. as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's like he'll be like, oh, I'm still hungry. And then he'll like pick up whatever's on his plate and pretend to eat it. And it's like, <laughs> well, <laughs> pretending to eat it is not going to make you full. So let's go ahead and go to bed. Uh, but yeah, we're totally in that. We're totally in that stage. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. But it, we're like to the point now, like I'm to the point now where it's like, all right, you are going to have to go to bed. And you do need to eat what's on your plate or you're going to have to wait till tomorrow. And that's going to suck. Like you're going to have to like, you're not going to get any food between now and breakfast. Do you understand that? (laughs) And he usually gets them to eat. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't. And then, you know what? He doesn't die overnight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was another food I was thinking of that my parents absolutely would never have. I can't remember what it was at the moment. Jello. They were okay on Jello. We had a lot of Jello as a, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, now, and it's probably so, why sometimes I'm, we would have it. I'm not down with Jello anymore unless alcohol's involved. Like unless it's like a Jello shot. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can keep that fucking Jello, even if it's mixed into something. Like no, like a what is that kind of salad or whatever that they mix Jello in? Is that like? Oh yeah, I mean it's got so many different fucking names. Yeah, I'm ugh, no thanks. It's kind of something that Cole will complain when she goes to like Josh's family get-togethers mm-hmm. and they've got like. Here's here's a hamburger and some green beans and Jello salad, Snickers salad. <laughs> Snickers salad. <laughs> cool. She's like, it's on the say, it's on the plate with their savory stuff. <laughs> oh, uh, when you were a kid, could your food touch? 
Oh yeah, I've always been fine. With I that. figured, yeah. You're you're like striking me as like a totally like laid back, food can touch kind of guy. That, I, don't, I don't remember being super picky. That is a skill I developed later in life when I realized that you know the world doesn't end when the <laughs> corn and the mashed potatoes touch, mm-hmm. and it's actually pretty delicious when they do touch. When they do, yeah, yeah. So I know, I know. Taryn Landon still food not touching. Mm. When she goes to her grandmother. She has a special plate that divides all the foods. Really? Yeah. Henry has a plate like that. So did, so did Kenna. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Taryn's is just like a gigantic version of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hope it is. Um, I can't, dude, my it's parents. David the Gnome giant divided plate. <laughs> yeah, a David the Gnome themed <laughs> plate. I like that. Where it's like Swift the Fox is in like one little cubby. David the go. Gnome's in the other. Uh, Mr. Dave or Mrs. David the Gnome. I can't I remember, remember his name, wife. Yeah. yeah. And then a really downplayed character, Miss Miss Gnome. Yeah. And I can't name any other character. Honestly, like it's David and Swift. And like yeah. I can't name and then there's the, the trolls. The trolls. <laughs> right, exactly. And then David's wife. And then some other gnomes. There's that gnome that was really short and drank all that <laughs> that potion to make him grow taller. And he's like the tallest gnome now. And that episode about the kids who wouldn't eat their mom's cooking until they didn't eat for like two days, and then they thought it was the most delicious food ever. The See? two episodes I remember the most prominent. They didn't die when they slept without food either. That's true. They, didn't. they just learned to appreciate the food that their parents <laughs> gave them. Hunger is the best spice. <laughs> I've heard that. Uh, you know what I think it doesn't work for? Kid cuisine. Because I had a lot of that when I was oh, a kid. Oh, I had a lot of that too. I loved it too, honestly. Yep. I did. Oh, that that gross sort of brownie yep. thing. Yep. I'm so yeah. glad you went to the brownie. <laughs> where it's like, oh, don't forget the don't forget to slit the film above yeah. the above the brownie <laughs> so that it so it doesn't pop. So it's cold in the middle and mm-hmm. it's pockmarked like the surface of the moon yeah. all around that. Yeah. I'm really glad that we got Crunchy. to enjoy kid cuisine mm-hmm. separately as children. Yeah. Uh, you you're a little bit younger than me, so you probably got this like the cool kid cuisine box art, like the nineties rad style. I just remember penguin and polar bear. Yeah, man, they stuck with that. And I think kid cuisine is still around. Oh, probably. I think I'm pretty sure the, I'm pretty sure it is. It has been a long time since I've looked for it in the so grocery store. Are we store. gonna have Kenna and Henry on, each with a kid cuisine in front of them and get their get oh, their reaction? Oh, he's not allowed to eat that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Look what it did to me. I'm not gonna exp- <laughs> I'm not gonna expose my child to that. There is seriously like I honestly do. Henry think- eats it. Oh, man, I'm gonna see someone come on some clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with this? Kendall just want to know, like, who is Bailey J? Yeah, it's probably her. It's hereditary. It's not. It has nothing to do with the kid cuisine. Although I would like to see that warning on the side of a kid cuisine box. Warning: children, children imbibing kid cuisine uh, may form an addiction to pornography. <laughs> may induce very specific fetishes. Yeah, be warned. Yeah, and it explains why I like to see polar bears and penguins fuck. That's, yeah, absolutely. Oh, all right. Speaking of gnomes, yeah. The dwarves in this game we're about to talk about today look like gnomes. Yeah. Just human-sized gnomes? <laughs> There's I think they're smaller, right? A little bit. Yeah, cuz there are there are dwarven slaves in this game. Oh, I forgot about that. And they they wear red pointy hats and they mm-hmm. have like little white beards. They all look like David the gnomes. Because there are other dwarves in the games that you recruit. Yeah, and they don't look like that. Nope. Yeah, I guess like they're not basic they're not basic dwarves. Um, they're heroic dwarves that you can uh, recruit in your okay. party, I assume. They have hero classes and not commoner classes. Right, yeah, exactly. Okay. They're PCs, not NPCs. <laughs> so what are we talking about? What uh, game is this? Shining Force Final or Shining Force Guide and Final Conflict. All right. Good. I played the right game. For the 
Sega Game Gear. What are the Game Gear? Released only in Japan. Yep. So part of the, what, the Shining Force Fan Translation Club or whatever. It's just a fan translation. Yeah. Which unless, I think is pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't, I didn't finish the game. Um, I'm four battles away from the end. Uh, I would be three. I, I only got one battle ahead of you then. Oh, you didn't finish the game either? Well, okay. So I played on the the pie machine that Big Dick Pie Maker Chris Vaughn got me. Yeah. And I learned early on that save stating on that uh, ruins it for the Game Gear. Like I, It, it also lo- ruins your experience. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's not a game you have to save state on exactly. I just... No, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I could offer a, at least... Uh, Two times where save stating would have saved me 40 minutes. <laughs> like I said, I'd be three battles away from the end instead of four if I would have, like, strategically save stated. Because the first time, like, I save stated, um, I remember I saw the Kraken pop up. I was like, oh, shit, the Kraken's always a hard, always a rough battle. Yeah. So I save stated, and it corrupts my data. Because remember, I save stated and then uh, later loaded it and fucked everything up, had to restart. Um, so I played, I made a few battles to try to save sitting again, thinking maybe it was a weird mistake. Nope, corrupted my data, had to stop. So I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll just play it straight. I made sure I could save normally and load normally. <laughs> that all worked. Could. I was fine, yep. And I played about halfway through the game, and because the game, the game gear doesn't load right. Like the screen resolution is all messed up, so I have to go into the screen and change it. And when I was doing that, I accidentally save stated it. <laughs> And it corrupted the data, and I had to start over. Yeah, uh, you were dedicated. I would have given up on it. Mm-hmm. I almost, I died like this. The second time I died and had to restart a battle in this game, I almost <laughs> gave up on it because it's like forty minutes down the drain. Fuck this shit. Well, I remember I could with that my halfway record. It didn't. Is I didn't have to start thing? entirely. I could restart it about five battles before the point of halfway. Say what? Yeah, it didn't no, erase it entirely, but it just set me back. Oh, I see. So For some reason, it just set back to a random point, and that's where I would I could load in and okay. play. Like, how many battles in was that? Where it would let you go back to? Like, halfway through the game? Eight, was eight battles, eight or nine battles is where I could load back in. Okay. And so I just like, all right, I'll start here, and I'll, and I'll play this. And I saved normally and all that. Um, and then I remember I turned, like, I had to, I unplugged it to move from the kitchen to the bedroom to play. And after I plugged it back in, turned it on, oh, well, it makes it where I cannot save the game and load back. Uh, normally, I have to go back to that one fucked up point. <laughs> so I had to start back from that, you know, quarter of the way to the game sure. all over again. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to play it one straight playthrough. I want to finish this. And I played it all the way <laughs> in until... In one sitting? In one setting. Wow. All the way through until the last... I had three battles to go. Yeah. Power went out. Oh, God. So then I was like, okay, now now I'm done. Yeah. Three more battles, I'll watch it on YouTube, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> well, damn, man. Yeah, I almost got to where, I almost got to the point where you were. You were one battle ahead of me. I put enough time into this where it could have been Shining Force 2. So. Yeah. Well, look, man, I'll be real with you. Um, this game is a lot longer than it was suggested it would be yeah. on how long to beat. It's a trend that I'm noticing on howlongtobeat.com, which is a site, if you're not familiar, where it sh- gives you an average time on how long it takes to complete a specific game. Yeah. Really, really cool idea. The times are always like, whenever I look at a time, what I need to do is add Five to ten hours on top of that. <laughs> well, I imagine it's also you play Shining Force because the the 
the games that I watched on YouTube, I watched. A, I could only find one playthrough of the whole thing, and I cut it for the last three battles. Well, and there's about guy, to be a second. There's about to be a second boy in town with a oh, full playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I noticed he had his characters like like Rubran. It's like level fifteen as a ninja because that's really easy to do. Yeah, but then he has other people who were like promoted like level three. Sounds like my party that are hard to level up. So mm-hmm. I imagine like if you if you play just. Using your strongest few characters, I'm, I'm I'm imagining it might be a little shorter as opposed to like how I play. And once one person levels up, all right, I'm not leveling up again until everyone else is that level. Yeah, man, I got to tell you, we do need to get into like the basics of this game, but mm-hmm. I do like this conversation mm-hmm. because there are people listening who are like, "What the fuck is a shining force?" <laughs> but like, I started playing the game that way, where it's like I got to keep every every level even. We got to do this mm-hmm. the right way. That's the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I did get to a point in the game where it is like, fuck this shit. This takes forever, and it is boring as hell, and it's making me hate this game. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, the battles take, like, every battle took at least an hour. At least one hour. And it's like, when I'm playing and, like, I know that it's like, I'm 40 minutes in, and it's like, all of a sudden, all of the enemies, like, start targeting the one hero... Ian, the, the mm-hmm. hero's name in this game is Ian. If Ian dies, you got to restart that battle. You got to do it all over. The only thing I hate about Shining Force games it fucking sucks. Yep. It sucks. Yep, yep, yep. Because it's like, it's I mean, the, everyone else can die. It's as that long way as, with some enemy battles. Some enemies right. you can end by killing, killing one, a boss, but you die every Which, time with your leader dying. I don't like that either out. because it's like I like. I'm okay with the idea of if you kill a boss, it ends the battle, no matter how many other enemies mm-hmm. are on the field. But they need to tell you that. Because it sucks when it's like when you are trying to like grind experience and get everybody to the same mm-hmm. level, and it's like, oh, I killed that hobgoblin, and now the battle's over. Yep. Cool. <laughs> yep. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I'm. Pr- you're probably going to be defending this game um, a lot. Uh, it might be. I I think as far as Game Gear, okay, let's say Game Gear Shining Forces. Sort of Haja is better than this one. Yeah. Yeah. I know you love Sort of Haja. I do. How much? Um, we're kind of doing this episode backwards, and I like it. Yeah. If you would give this game a beard, Tyler, it sums up how you feel about it. Um, mm. So, like, what is what about Sort of Haja did you like better than Final Conflict? Sort of Haja is the Game Gear Shining Force that came right before Final Conflict, mm-hmm. right? I feel like it has more... There are a few more dynamic battles. It's not... There are more... The terrain is different in Shining Force. Um, I feel like the scope of characters is wider. How so? Um, well, Shining Force does have way too many centaurs, but... Like, just in general? Like, yeah. Shining Force games in general do? Sort, or Shining Force sort of Haja, Haja has too many... Okay. Too many uh, centaur characters. You, well, you don't like centaurs all of a sudden? I like centaurs. <laughs> I do, but I don't need like five of them. Well, try, I, don't, can't, I don't need five centaur knights <laughs> in my 20-person party. Are they not easy enough to sexualize for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know I love that Chester and Sarah fan yeah, fiction. Objectify those horses, damn it. <laughs> Shit lord. <laughs> I mean, all the, the stories are all pretty much the same. I guess I would prefer the story of Final Conflict because it has all the tie-ins and stuff to Shining Force 2. That is a cool thing about mm-hmm. this game is that it it is it acts the story of Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict is a bridge between Shining Force One and Shining Force Two. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. I love that yep. idea. And um, I have, I have not played Shining Force One. 
But there were things in Final Conflict when I was playing it where I was like, that's really cool. Like I can like I know what happens in the future. So that's neat that they've mm-hmm. kind of like tied that together. Very cool. That is like I think the strongest point about this game is that to me, this is the anti-bullshit timeline because it's mm-hmm. like this isn't a this is an official thing. These yeah. timelines are 100 percent connected in canon inside this universe. Yep. It's not like well, you guys wanted us to like make up some bullshit between games, so that's what we've done. It Do feels you like Stephen King's linked universe. Um, I yeah, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember like as a kid, I didn't realize that the universe universes were linked. I had no idea. Um, and I say, you know what? I really shouldn't weigh in on it because I am not like I haven't read any of the Dark Tower. Like I am very much like a. I like Stephen King's short fiction, mm-hmm. uh, and I like S- Stephen King's horror. Yeah. Um, I, I want to give Dark Tower like a, a real shot mm-hmm. because I know everybody loves it. Um, and it's not one of those things where it's like, I refuse to read this because it's a long series. It's just um, – it's a little intimidating because there's so much. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's neat. I think it's neat that uh, that it's all connected. Yeah. Do, I mean, how about you? No, yeah, I love it. I love, I mean, but I love timelines interconnected. So I run my D&D games. All my D&D games are interconnected. But see, I think when Stephen King, when, like, there's a difference to me. Like, when he's doing it, it's not, it, it feels like he's doing it because it seems like it's a fun thing for him, mm-hmm. you know, and that he enjoys it. It doesn't seem like, ah, shit, my readers really, they really. They want me to f- put it all together. Yeah, uh, so I guess I'll do it. Here's your three. Here's your uh, three I paragraphs. Guess if a kid uh, gets abused, they have The Shining. Sure, whatever. They all, they all have the <laughs> right. All the kids from it and the kid from The Shining. They all have The Shining. So, That's so fine. I think you mean The Shining. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> uh, well, I guess do you hear that, Dave? Uh, what's that? Oh, the train is a little yeah, late. Yeah, completely. Yeah, that that train left the left the station. We have to wait for the second one. Well, that's what I, I was like. I think we're doing this backwards. Uh, yeah, of course. I hear that very very late train. You never want. It's never a good thing when your train comes to you and tells tells you that she's late. Yeah. But um, of course, I hear that. Which usher, which ushers in a segment called "Wait One Second. I love it. Let's do it. Um, well, in this wait one second moment, I would just like to share. Uh, the Fresca is a lot better than I remember it. See, I, as a kid, I fucking hated it. It's all my Me aunt too. had. So I would drink it and like diet right. I fucking hated both of them. But now, yeah, man, I like Fresca. I like Fresca a lot. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Fresca. Better than Mondo. It says that on the box of Fresca. <laughs> they were stiff competitors in the mid-90s. Yeah. I'm sure you remember those classic commercials where uh, blind taste tests are set up where people drink fr- Fresca and then Mondo and then try to tell the difference. <laughs> and then Frescondo. Frescondo. <laughs> Frescondo, the, the swarthy mascot. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict, or as it's known in Japan, a bunch of kanji that's not <laughs> romanized that I can't even try. Mm. Uh, it's a 1995 tactical role-playing game mm-hmm. for the Game Gear. Uh, it takes place between the games Shining Force and Shining Force 2. Uh, it was released after both games with the intention of connecting their plots. Uh, despite its name, it is not directly story-related to Shining Force Gaiden or Shining Force Gaiden 2. Shining Force Gaiden 2 being Sword of Haja. Mm-hmm. 
uh, also released for the Game Gear. Both of those games came out on the Game, game Gear. So if it's a Shining Force Gaiden game, it's a Game Gear game, right? Um, have you ever played the first one, Shining Force Gaiden? Or just Sword of Haja? Because Sword I've, of Haja is due. There's, an, wait, there's another one? Yeah. There's, there's, there are, I don't know if the other one... Here, let me check. Let me see if it's been released in the U.S. Because I played Shining Force 1. For Genesis? <sighs> Well, I played it on the Dreamcast. I guess it was on the Genesis. It was in the Sega Smash Pack. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I don't know. So I played the original Shining Force. Well, the first one I ever played was Sword of Haja. Then Shining Force 1 and Shining Force 2. Okay, here and we now go. Shining Force Final Conflict. So Shining Force Gaiden, the first Game Gear game, mm-hmm. was also a Japanese-only release. So the only Shining mm. Force Game Gear game that came out for us that we could have played was Shining Force Gaiden 2, Sword of Haja. Gotcha. Um, the original Shining Force Gaiden for Game Gear did come out, it looks like, on um, Virtual Console, uh, but it also came out, um, it's part. It's included as part of Shining Force CD. Ah, uh, okay, so I need to get that. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want to get the full Shining Force experience. And, and I do, yeah, I, totally. fu- I love these games. I fucking love these games. I want to play Shining Force 3. Oh, yeah. Which is, I guess, the 3D one. Mm-hmm. The four-part four, four part chapter. Like, I think we only got the first part. We got the parts. first one, yeah. yeah. And then they I, apparently they wrapped it up, like, slapdash, like, oh, here's an ending. Yeah. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion style. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, here's the deal. I'm down to do one of these once a year. Like, yep. I'm down to do an annual Shining Force game. But, like, I don't want to do one. For a year after yeah, this. Yeah, for a year after mm-hmm. this. Like, yeah. this is good. This is, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm, mm-hmm. mm, that's enough Shining Force for me. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, but let's see. Okay, so unlike most of its predecessors, uh, this game was never released outside of Japan. English patches have been created, obviously, by fans um, for players who cannot speak Japanese, of which I am one of those. So that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the... Uh, because it's the same, uh, you know, turn-based tactical RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not isometric like Final Fantasy Tactics. Nope. It's like sh- simply just straight down overhead camera view. Yep. It is essentially, it feels to me like a tabletop war game simulator. Yeah, it's very it's very simple. Um, there but, are, yeah, I guess simplified there are, version for yeah, sure, yeah. And, and there are nuances that it does not go over with you. You just have mm-hmm. to figure them out. Right. Like... Archers and flying creatures, like an archer is going to fuck up a Deal flying creature. Deal more damage to a flying creature, and, yeah. sure. And then, like, if The you, woods make it mm-hmm. where your movements, like, have Right, and exactly. Stuff like that. And uh, certain characters, like flying characters, terrain doesn't bother them mm-hmm. so much. But, like, try to send a centaur over the desert, and that motherfucker will not want to go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's not half camel, uh, half horse, unfortunately. <laughs> not a camel tar. No, not a camel. Tar- Do camels have big old wieners? Do you know? Like, oh yeah, I assume yeah, yeah. that they probably need to, right? Yeah, I mean that the hump, the hump is the vagina. They, you got to be able to get up to the oh, top. Oh, it is. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. so. Like, yeah, when I when I was a kid and thought it was a gas walk. tank, it was actually just a semen tank. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's where they store it all. <laughs> right. Okay. Gotcha. It's where it's where they store it and deposit it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know you can't tell male and female camels apart? They're yeah. actually yeah. They're actually asexual. Yeah. They, you have to crack the hump open. Yeah. They re- you crack the <laughs> you crack the hump open and release all the spores. Yeah. <laughs> you have to jerk it off and it explodes. Yeah. Right. It kind of like a when you blow like a like a dandelion puff, it's kind of like that. Yeah, just yes, camel seed. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only way. Only that's the only way things can grow in the desert. That's a fact. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this game, because I don't get me wrong, I feel like the characters in like Sora Haja are better, but 
I did like I did like some of the characters, and I do like how this plays out and, in Final Conflict. Yeah, like so. What did who did you like? Ruberan. Ruberan, the the thief ninja. Thief turned ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Ruberan is a certified badass. Oh, and I did not expect it. Like I know, like I feel like the thieves He's are always like the sleeper sort of characters. Yeah, just like even, Slade. Was. Even as a thief, he was pretty fucking badass. Like he wasn't it's like because I feel like if you don't know what you're doing in other Shining Force games, like the characters who suck quickly get left behind. Mm-hmm. But if you there are a few gems that if you work on once you promote them, that they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Ruberan was just badass, like. All the way through. Yeah, but he does like exponentially get better when he yeah. becomes a ninja because he gets like super powerful magic. <laughs> well, not only that, like I dude, I barely used his magic, just oh, his weapon, man. just his five thousand gold shuriken was just <laughs> like oh, everyone else's everyone else's equipment costs like I don't know eight hundred to a thousand gold, but there's a shuriken for five thousand. I guess mm-hmm. I'll just buy that, and it's just like Ruberin becomes like an absolute like. He becomes Death Destroyer of Worlds. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm sending him out, and he is, like, one-shotting dudes with the yeah. shuriken. And it's like, oh, well, I guess he's going to get all of the experience. Yeah, you get Hall, and then... Um, uh, how, how, Howl, Howl, Howl is what I call him. And he eventually learns Howl. Attack. And this, like, cast attack on Rubrant, boosts his attack 10 points. Uh, all right, sure. Oh, that's nice. And he's just fucking, sh- fucking shit up. Howell, I guess, is an example of a character who re- who reappears. I didn't realize this. He's Twitch- in Shining Force 2. Yeah, he dies in Shining Force 2. Yep. Uh, chat pointed he, that out to me. He's Kazen's mentor in Shining Force 2. Yep. Right. And see, I totally forgot that. I didn't make that connection. But it's like, once that connection was pointed out to me, I was like, that is really cool. Mm-hmm. That is really, really cool. Because it's like, Howell... Uh, starts out as pretty much Harry Potter. I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. much what he looks like. He's a little boy with like round glasses and a Harry Potter haircut. Um, and he, it's cool because it's like he uh, grows up to be very, very old, very fast. <laughs> you promote <laughs> that's how magic him. works. You promote him, and he turns into the wizard from the D and D cartoon. Yeah, the star. <laughs> the, he's a star spangled sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does look like a weird like. Um, what if Marvel, what if Captain America, be, uh, was Dr. Strange? Like that is what, that is what he looks like when he promotes. Cause he's got this like blue robe with stars on it. He's got this like red wizard's hat and red cape. Yeah. I feel like magic in this one is a little weaker than it is in magic the other shining sucks force. in this game, unless yep. it's an enemy casting oh, magic yeah, on uh-huh. you, in which case, uh, it's always like devastating. It's devastating. And I feel like the main gimmicks in um, this game, specifically Final Conflict, are all like choke points because that's where I found myself like dying the most. Is like the game, I feel like a lot of the battles are designed for you to get clumped up and then a spellcaster comes down and just starts blowing your party. And you the only fuck get Sonette is the only archer to even try to prevent that. Yeah, Sonette, you get one archer. Yep. Yeah. And I like Sonette. She's uh she's she's Bay. She's probably uh-huh. she's my waifu Definitely. for Final Conflict. You know how we talk about waifus for Shining uh, Force 2? Uh-huh. Um yeah, it, it's one hundred percent Sonette, the the elf uh who were exquisite detail is given to her uh butt in the <laughs> game. Because like if you study that sprite, which you'll see it a lot because you always see when when a character attacks another an, an enemy or an enemy attacks your character, it goes from the overworld view, just like it did in Shining Force Two. It goes from that overworld view, from the a map rough view, eight bit 
overworld. Yeah, to like a behind the main character kind of camera angle where you see either your character attacking the enemy or vice versa. Where it looks like hand-drawn sprites yeah. battling each other. And the sprite work is really good, mm-hmm. just like in Shining Force 2. I, I mean, yep. I felt like the that is one of the strong points of this game. I was really surprised how good it was. Surprisingly good for the Game Gear. Yeah, very mm-hmm. good for the Game Gear. But yeah, Sunette, they were like, like her butt has like highlights and lowlights, and it's just like, yeah, they were all about <laughs> this, and I am grateful for it. Because if I had to play this game again, I would probably just drop offensive magic users, yeah. in place of heavy characters. Yeah, I, I probably just would have do more that healers. Too. That'd be bad. That's it. You're good. I rolled with three healers uh, because I had Cynthia, who is like healer, healer. The only character who can learn aura, yeah. And, uh, well, she's not learning it in my party because she is <laughs> way underleveled. Uh, and then I had... Her, her attack eventually gets pretty good, so I gave mm-hmm. her attack-boosting gear mm-hmm. and then used her to level like that. I gave her the protect staff because I was worried about her dying. But you know what? It doesn't really make a difference. She dies anyway. She's yep. made a, she's made out of paper and uh, does not have enough MP to justify... Her MP is really it's bad. so like fucking your bad. master monks yeah. have more MP. Oh, yeah. And that's why I rolled with two master monks in addition to Cynthia. Because I, I went with um I went with uh, Knuckles, not mm-hmm. to be confused with the Echidna. This is a Sega produced game. It's developed <laughs> I mean like what else would you call someone who hit something with their fists? Try <laughs> try a little bit. Or or like if if you're making a reference to a character like a Sonic the Hedgehog character, make <laughs> some other kind of tie-in other than just the name, right? Because like Knuckles in Final Conflict looks nothing like the Echidna from Sonic no. Sonic and Knuckles. No, not really. He just looks like a baby sumo wrestler with like uh-huh. a pink top knot. Yep. Um, and then I also like the other Master Monk. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. It's the, uh, the old man monk archetype. Then mm-hmm. that's what I liked about him because, like his yeah. portrait, his portrait is like the best. Mm-hmm. He he looks like he is straight ripped out of like a kung fu movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is the yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. Like the the archetype old old monk <laughs> dude. Mm-hmm. That's what I call them, old monk dude. Because uh, who did else did I use a lot? Um, I mean, everybody that you start with, I kept throughout the the whole course of the game. Pretty much me too, because it's like one of those things where. I feel like when I've put a lot of time in a character, like hours and hours and like 11 battles or whatever, it's like, I'm not getting rid of Paige. It's like, cause like, Man, Paige, Paige gets pretty badass. Paige is, Paige is great, but it's like, okay, so here's the thing it's like, Paige is great, and it's like, I work on Paige and build Paige up, promote Paige, and then all of a sudden, they give me a gladiator out of the blue, and it's like, here's a gladiator that's worse than Paige. And it's like, okay, cool. You just sit in the sidelines forever. Yeah, this game does it worse than the others where, like, you want to keep the characters that you have to promote because they, their stats are way better. And you can put more, and you can. The longer you wait to level to promote them, the higher their stats are going to be end game. Promotions are really big. That's a really that's, big that, thing. That's the fun thing that's about a, Shining Force. That's yeah. kind of the crux. Yeah, because once you get a character to minimum level ten, then they promote to their next class, which is always much stronger and much cooler looking. Yeah. and you can use better weapons. It's like a prestige class yeah. in D anD D or something like that. But if you can wait until level twenty to promote, then their attack can max their their stats can max out. Because when you promote, their stats they go, improve. They go back to level one, mm-hmm. their stats improve, and then you, you can, can level, level up again. even more. Right. Yep. But So characters who have all come to you promoted, and they're, they're, I guess their stats, maybe they're randomized or something, but they're not, they're never as good as someone who you took from real level one. Mm-hmm. So like the only, the only character that I got that I used 
heavily that came to be promoted was um, oh, the Dragon Knight. Eric. Eric. Eric, the uh-huh. Dragon Knight. Eric. <laughs> Eric. Yeah. The the famously dragon name Eric. <laughs> Remember, uh, what was the name of that dragon in The Hobbit? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Eric. Eric. Andrew. Keith. Andrew. The, yeah. Keith. <laughs> Keith the dragon. Yeah. Uh, okay. Whatever. The David, the David <laughs> convention's not, not good. And I'm curious, like... Like how we think, like some certain like Sasuke. That's a badass Japanese name, right? Is them, it the other way around? Like, yeah, or it's like Eric. Eric. Holy shit! <laughs> that's awesome, Eric the Dragon. Man, I wish I knew an Eric. I'd totally blow an Eric if I met one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what other characters. Knuckle. I mean, I love Master Monks in in Shining Force. They're games. great. They're so fucking badass. They're great because they can attack. They can uh, heal, mm-hmm. uh, which is super important. Some of them get uh, ranged. Magic and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, but overall, I mean, I and I miss the thing that I can think is so cool about Shining Force Two that I wish would have been in this one are special items that let you promote to a rare class. Yeah, I don't miss that as much. Oh, I fuck it. I I love that shit. Yeah, I get that, and I think that if I like loved these games. Like you love these mm-hmm. games, I would probably also really dig that. But when I just only. I only like these games, you know yeah, what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's like, because of that, it's like, I want to have a fun experience, but I don't feel like I really need to milk it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's fine. It's, because like, like I said, when I was playing this game, I dig it to a point where it's like, fuck it, no one's going to be the same level. Fuck it. Ruberan, Ruberan and Sonette are just going to run this shit and destroy everything. Everyone else is going to kind of stand back and then hopefully not die. While the while this dynamic duo tear a swath across the battlefield, I mean, because of course, and all the main characters are all pretty much the same in all the Shining Force games. They're a swordman, swordsman into a hero. They always know two magic spells: egress and bolt. Egress allows them to flee from combat, mm-hmm. uh, and then I didn't realize that they all had bolt. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. So I kept if, if, I kept calling Ian Bowie. Because Bowie it's is the similar. hero character in Shining Force 2, yep. and that's what I'm used to. You know, I'm used to Bowie. I'm not used to Ian. And it's cool because um, they talk about Max, who Max is the hero in Shining Force 1, that he is he's fallen and been captured by the Dark Forces. That's the whole thing, is they're going to find Max. Mm-hmm. And you've got, uh, you got Robot Man. Yep, Adam. Adam, who is... Um, helping you he's your mentor in this game which is really cool because he you find him in shining force 2 after i'm assuming really bad shit happens to him in final conflict i'm trying to think i don't remember him in shining force 2 yeah you find he's in that village i can't remember the name of the village but yeah you find him and um i can't remember exactly so what i'm he assuming he's immortal because there's a surprisingly large amount of time between this game and shining force 2 enough for 14-year-old Hal to, to turn become, into an 80-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> and there's... um Because it basically this game also establishes the kingdom of, of Grand Seal. That is the main where you come from in Shining, in Shining Force 2. Which is really cool because mm-hmm. it's like... It's cool, but it also kind of felt lazy at the same time because I feel like I would have enjoyed Final Conflict more if I would have played it before Shining Force 2. Because yeah. after having played Shining Force 2, they reused a lot of the same maps yeah. in Final yeah. Conflict. And it, it's kind of like there were a couple times where I was like, oh, well, I feel like I've played this already. 
because it's like the same. It's like that. That's the same mountain range. The forests are in the same spots, and it's like especially the battle where you're. Uh, b- remember, like the the burial mound bird spaceship from Shining Force Two. That's na- in that, the and plane. it's like, yeah. That I didn't like because they were like they made it such a big deal about this ship and everything. Oh, we used it like 50, you know, fifty, sixty years ago. You know. <laughs> Well, yeah, and not only that, but it's like... And it's back there again. Like, they went back and put it back, you know, bullshit. Like, it, it crashes and is destroyed in Shining Force 2. Like, right. Fuck, yeah, no. <laughs> well, well, wait, so I don't understand what the problem is, because this happens before Shining Force 2. It does, but, but so, so they theoretically it? they then go and fly and put it back and oh, don't tell anybody oh, it's there. Oh, for Shining Force 2, yeah. I got you. Because, you, you, yeah, you find it in the same spot. Yeah. You don't find it on Gron's Island. Right. Right, okay, I got you. Uh, Maybe it respawns. Yeah, it grows back. <laughs> Maybe it does. Who knows? Because I was just bringing up the character list here, like uh, Mead, who is a centaur. Like I used him a lot at first, but Mead. man, his de- Mead, his defense is so fucking terrible. I like Mead a lot. Um, Morton was the name of the master monk. That, ah, there you go. That I like. He attacks by launching people, uh, launching himself at people <laughs> with his head. He's bonk essentially. There you go. Uh, let's see. We talked about Rubran, Cynthia, Kiddo, the Bird Knight, the Birdman. Starts out, start out, starts out as Birdman. Yeah, Birdman, and goes to Bird, Bird Battler. Yeah, um, kind of sucked at first, but yeah, it got better though. Toward the end, like I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know if I got lucky because their levels up are variable, and it's that's cool. So I, I guess I must have gotten a good streak. Yeah, because he was almost as strong as Rubran. Because when they level up, a bunch of different things will increase attack, defense. Uh, stuff like that, and there's a there is a chance that it's going to go up by those stats are going to go up by one or possibly two. Uh, agility, rarely even three. You'll see. I have, yeah, I've I've seen three a couple times, and I think that was on Ruberan, where it was just yeah. like he is truly becoming a god. Kiddo, <laughs> like, Kiddo and Ruberan, I would get a lot of threes with. But see, uh, bird people are great because they can fly. And yeah, it makes them a little bit weaker to like archers and stuff like that. But as far as I'm concerned, it is a really good trade because so many times, like I, I, what I need to do is get better at recognizing where there's a bottleneck that I just need to send flyers over that mm-hmm. bottleneck and get behind the enemy lines. Uh, Sylvia, who is another centaur knight, yeah, who's like I thought she was stronger than me. I use her a lot more. Yeah, I use her too. Um, I like the, I like the centaurs, mm-hmm. and but there's always the thing with the centaurs is their their weapons go from range spears to um, lances, lances, which is a, a big difference. <laughs> but see, I keep a spear and a lance. So lances generally do more damage, but mm-hmm. you can throw a spear. Throw that spear it's got makes a big range. difference. So it does suck because it like takes up extra inventory. Mm-hmm. But like eventually you get the Valkyrie, which is a spear that does more damage than a lance. Than everything. So yeah. you're good to go. And you can buy it too. You don't even have to like rely on finding it. And then Eric is the only the only dragon dragon knight in the game. Only one I found. He's but a, a he's a flyer, but has the defense of like a frontline fighter. Mm-hmm. So I mean. Eric's pretty badass. Oh, yeah. Minto is the other wizard. I never use Minto. She's like a deer lady? Yeah. Is that right? She's the, yeah, she's the 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 furry of the group. She's like a cute deer wizard. More, I never used her, not no, even for a second. Uh, the first hidden character, Sasuke. Where is he? I didn't find him. Uh, the first time you fought Michelle, you're in the desert with cacti. If you check the first cactus uh-huh. beside you, he's just, oh, hey, you found me. I'll join your party. Is that the first time you fight her or the second? I think the first time you fight her after you fight you fight somebody under like underground when you get the the 
when you get the elder back. The first battle after you get the elder back in the desert, gotcha. Michelle is trying to taunt you. Yeah, yeah, they're a cacti in that battle, and then I see him. first one he pops. Well, up. missed him. Didn't know that was a thing. I needed. He's That's... he's okay. He's no Rubaran, but he's another ninja. Well, what sucks is like. In order to check something, it's like a big deal. It's a pain. Like you have, like there, like if there's a treasure chest on the battlefield, mm-hmm. you have to not only go over to it and select from a menu check. You also have to be facing it. Like mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? It's like there are a bunch of like quality of life things that 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 Final Conflict does not deliver. Like mm-hmm. honestly, honestly, even in 1995 when the game came out, like that's. Come on. I yeah. do feel like 1995 is like, that's kind of when we were figuring shit out on like how to make things not so obtuse. <laughs> My other like huge complaint as far as like obtuse UI is, okay, you can equip two things in this game, weapons and rings. Mm-hmm. Can you equip a ring without first equipping a weapon? No. Nope. Can't do it. Oh, so it's like it took me – it 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 honestly took Twitch chat being like, oh, you want to equip that ring? You have to equip a weapon first. But I was like, but I already have a weapon equipped. Doesn't matter. Got to equip the weapon again, and then you'll get the option to equip a ring. It's like, oh, that is awful design. Yep. <laughs> and in some chests, you have to have flying characters. So you'll right, you sure. always need to have a decent flyer no matter what. Which I think is a good idea anyway. It's a good idea, but – uh, that that sort of just bugs me a little bit. Yeah, sure. Because I mean, yeah. But I guess here's the here's the thing. Here's I'll play devil's advocate on that. If you real if you get to a battle, realize you need a flyer to get to a chest. Ian could always egress, and you could reform reform the party, put a flyer in it, yeah. and go back into it. Uh, there's Ridion, the warrior, who is a, a dwarf. Right. He is the shitty page, in my opinion. Yep. I don't I know. Like completely agree. Ever and when I look through guides and things like that to see. Uh, tips and tricks, like everyone says, this guy's not worth it. Really? Yeah, he's he's no Paige. He didn't look it to me, but I had been working on, like Paige had been in every single battle, so I would expect Paige yeah. to be pretty damn good. And then there's Kojiro, who is the other hidden character of the samurai. Oh, where is he? he I didn't is, find him. There's another battle with the, uh, where you fight a Mashela doll. Yeah. There's in the corner. There's several, there's I a, think. There's a one patch of forest in the corner yeah, of the Yeah, I remember that. He's he, in there. If you check that, he's there. Fucking bullshit. Is he any good? He's all right. I mean, I, I used him. He's got really high attack, but his movement's really shitty. Uh, then, of course, the callback to Shining Force 2. Well, not callback. Well, you know, the, the reference is... Technically, it's a callback because this game came out after Shining yeah. Force 2. So, Odd Eye is another Odd one eye, of yeah. the last characters who joins you. He's a big deal in Shining Force yeah, 2. Yeah, for real. And he's very. it's very cool to see him because this also kind of reveals that... Something I didn't really think about in the Shining Force universe, that they are all on the same world. And basically the two gods that basically split the world in half, Metula and um, Vulcanon, Vulcanon mm-hmm. that they have sealed away. In order to become the gods they are, they've sealed away multiple devil lords. So who are all always trying to come back through different cults and things like that. And the devils compete against each other. So now you, because you're fighting Dark Saul in this game, one uh, devil, devil lord, who comes in conflict with Zeon, who is the one from Shining Force 2, and Adai does not want him to be fully right. resurrected, so he helps you uh, defeat Dark Saul. Makes sense, because he's not on that Devil Lord's team. Right, he's like, no, fuck this guy. He gonna, is, I'll, I'll help you guys. We yeah. I mean, next time we fight, I'll have to kill you, but for now, like, right. yeah, we, I'll have to kill this guy. I like that. I think that adds, like, depth to it, the no, story. That's does. nice, and I do think that the, I do think RPGs need that. That's a nice mm-hmm. touch. I like that a lot. 
other than that, I feel like the story is pretty bare bones. It's pretty generic. I think you know it, it was a nice thing that they did to link the games together. Mm-hmm, totally. But I feel like it was sort of it might have been someone's passion project to do this as opposed to like a full big developed team that would have put this together. So I, I don't feel like it's as fleshed out as other Shining Forces. I kind of think now, granted, I've only played two Shining Force games, mm-hmm. but I kind of feel like in general they're kind of stories kind of bare bones. Like compared Generally. to like a full-fledged there, there was, there was RPG. more to Shining Force 2 than I've seen any of the others. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously Shining like Force Lemon 2 had more. Like crawling through like that fire, you know, like it had its cool moments. That's a cool character. moment, but like yeah. as far as like the complexity of the story itself, it you know pretty, what I mean? Yeah. It's it's it You're right. It, it, it is tropey. Yeah, it feels more like NES style like or even Fantasy Star style, Fantasy Star Two, mm-hmm. where it's like go to this, go to this town. You have a thing to go do. Go do the thing. Go to the next town. They have a thing there. You do that thing. Go to the next town. It kind of feels like that, but instead of towns, it's battles. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything. Oh, the story kind of feels like it's there to link battles together, which I get it. Like battles are what this game is all about. Mm-hmm. Like that's the meat of the game is like these these long battles. Um, but I mean. It, it's not a deal breaker for me. I I don't want to shit on this game because I don't want to shit on it either. I I still loved I love this game so much, and I'm so glad I find you know that I found it. That Chris Vaughn gifted me this game that I never would have found otherwise. Yeah, I would have had no idea about this game. I liked it okay, but it's not like you know what I mean. It it it's one of those where it's like I don't think I'll ever want to play it again. Yeah, I, I would like to finish it. And in all honesty, the only reason I want to finish it is because I have a lot of time in it, and I know that I'm only four battles away from it. Yeah, It's kind of like, well, just do it. You know what I mean? Just do it. See all the content. Like, I know Shining Force 2, like, really kind of ramped up at the end. That's when, like, a lot of yeah. cool shit happened. That's, like, when you're talking about Lemon and all that. Like, that's mm-hmm. when all that cool shit happened. And it's like, I am kind of curious how things play out with Michelle, the uh, the big bad villain of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little disappointed in some of the other villains like some of her uh generals uh because like i feel Except like Lynx is very different from any other of the demon like the devil generals yeah. you see throughout any of the other games i love Lynx because Lynx is kind of like this honorable like very lawful kind of devil he's everyone else's chaotic evil he's like the only lawful evil. and he's he, he and odd eye and he's fucking like a gorgeous man, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like wearing like he's not like Aiku, who's a, a chimera, a blue chimera, like right, up right, or Magus, who looks like a radioactive garbage pail kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like he looks like a he looks like he's a. I'm assuming that he's an elf, uh, and he's wearing like d- uh, second edition D and D like priest garb. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Where it's mm-hmm. kind of like got this like little tiny crown kind of thing with a veil over it, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's very, I guess. Um, I don't know. His Michelle is very mystique-ish. Yeah, totally, because she's blue. All, all, right. you, you can't have an unattractive female character, of course. They all have to, you know, but he's the only attractive male character I've seen across, except with the, again, with the exception of Odd Eye. So. Right, as far as villains go. Yep. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, because, like, yeah, I don't know, even some of the hero men are pretty damn ugly. I, yeah. Like, <laughs> Paige, for example, is just... See, I, I thought Paige was a girl. Paige is a... Paige, if Paige is a girl, Paige is a very unfortunate looking woman. So that Paige was a dwarf, didn't have a beard, so it was a girl. I could, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, our, oh, poor Paige. <laughs> so I don't know. And all the Master Monks look like comical. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but whatever. Um, I I was a little disappointed. Until you get a female Master Monk in Shining Force 2, and of course they're super hot. Gorgeous. They look like Chun Li. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, you know, 
I liked Lynx a lot. I just wish that he wouldn't have gone out like he did because yeah. it's like Lynx is the Lynx is the I guess Michelle's like right hand man, mm-hmm. and it's like he is always like kind of like chiding the other generals, but it's like with like oh I'll help you, but I'm gonna give you some shit beforehand, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. And I feel like he's kind of built up and built up and built up. And then when I finally fought him and beat him, and he actually died, I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That Lynx is over. Like that's all. Yep. Um, so I don't Even know. Even then, I feel like the tale of Lynx is that, like, being honorable, whether good or evil, is stupid. Don't do it. Mm. It's sort of like what I feel the uh, the impression is. Yeah, you think so? Because, like, all the good guys get screwed over trying to be honorable. You get a villain trying to be honorable, and, like, yeah, yeah he gets fucked over. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, if you want to, if you want to, like, go over the ending... I mean, feel free to. I'm still going to play it, but I mean, it's I'll leave it up to you. I don't have to go over the ending. Um, does it end, like, is the resolution, does it pay off, do you there, feel like? There are some cool moments where it talks about how they set up Grand Seal and who chooses, who the first king is, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So I like when you talk to the king, at, um, when you uh, fly the bird spaceship over, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I remember this castle from Shining Force yep. too. It's very you cool. Glam. Yeah, yeah, and then... Because uh, the, I, I think that's the same king. I, it looked like it to me, but so, I don't know. And knowing the story the of Shining Force 2... The sleepy king from Shining makes, Force 2. It makes yeah. sense that he becomes the evil-tainted king. Right, exactly. the same one so he can live forever. And that battle's a little confusing because it's like, here's another... Here's another quibble that I have with the game. Mm-hmm. It can get confusing sometimes in telling you the story because when anyone talks... It doesn't tell you who's talking. Like it doesn't like in Final Fantasy, you know where it's like cyan, colon, dialogue. Uh-huh. So you know who's talking. They use portraits in Shining Force games, which yep. I think is amazing. I uh, love the portraits. It's a huge I mean, yep. it's it's really nice to like I feel like I like connect with a character because like I recognize them where it's like, oh, okay, that's that's oh, what when they you look see like. a character have a portrait, oh, they're important. They're important. I can recruit them. What do I need to right. do? Right. Exactly. Which is uh, I mean, I'm Sweden on the fence. Does, Sweden does that too. Sure. Sweden has the character portraits that pop up. I know, but they help a lot. That's not going to change my mind. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it helps, but on, at the same time, it's kind of like, well, this kind of breaks immersion a little bit because, like, if this were, you know, real life, I wouldn't be like, uh, I first of all, it, be, I'd be freaked okay. out that no one has a face Excuse except for five me. people. It's like <laughs> I know, I know five people who have faces, so I'm going to stick with these Excuse guys. Me, I know she have a face. You're right? important in my life, and somehow, so I feel yeah. like I need to get to know you. Would you like to join me? Uh, and then, like, I know. <laughs> or would you like, or do I need to join you? Am I? <laughs> right. Am I a side character? How do I rank? In your story, or do you have a do, do you have a glowing necklace attached to you? Oh, you do. Okay, oh, you're the main character. You have the gem of good and evil. Fuck. All right. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Whatever you say. <laughs> all right, I'll follow it. Uh, but like it gets confusing when characters who are not important start talking. Yeah, because it's just lines of dialogue. Just lines of dialogue, <laughs> and you don't know who's saying it. Like when the reason I bring it up is because when you're talking to the king of Gallum and um, mo- devils barge in, and then there's dialogue like "You've betrayed us," and blah blah blah, blah and it's like who is saying what? What is going on? <laughs> You're right. So I, I literally was like, I don't, I can't follow this. I assume the king has betrayed the devils, or I don't know. Yeah. Do you know? I think because he gives you the chaos breaker, which can be used right, uh, which is to a sword. seal away. Mm-hmm. Which I think you get. That's the they changed the name, but I think it's the same sword you get in Shining Force Two. Oh, I don't remember what it's called in Shining Force Two. The the light sword or something. Basically, yeah. a light, it's the a lightsaber light in both games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain something for me? I'll try. 
Um, cursed items. I know they exist in Shining Force yeah. 2, but I never like I never equipped any of them nope. because people were like, don't equip that. It's cursed. But, I feel like sometimes you lose your turn when you're cursed. Well, I... Okay, so you're, I sadly, you're not going to be able to answer my question. <laughs> but uh, what happened to me was I got a... Um, I got a pair of Kaiser Knuckles, and I was like, oh, this is like increases attack on my Master Monks by 10 and only lowers their speed by like one. Like this is, yeah, let's do this. Um, and as soon as I equipped it, I got a message that popped up that was like, item is cursed. And it's like, oh, fun. And it, so I wasn't able to remove the item. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it would occasionally paralyze uh, the character who had it equipped, mm-hmm. which does suck. It's like what you said. You just lose a turn. I, I know that, okay, in between some battles, there's like a camp phase where you can like buy items, you can save your game, you can swap out party members, mm-hmm. uh, and you can cure curses and poison and bring fallen enemies or uh, fallen uh, comrades back to life. Mm-hmm. Something I like to point out, uh, I believe it was uh, Gurk in chat. I love this because it's like he pointed out that when someone dies in Shining Force, they don't die, they become exhausted, mm-hmm. yet their sprite spins around and Explodes in the, in the fire. Right? That's happens every night when I go to bed. <laughs> Knuckles is exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I, I just think it's funny. Uh, th- like you, can, I removed the curse from the weapon, but I was like, okay, so like I removed Knuckles' curse. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. It's like okay, but can I reequip? Is the curse gone from the weapon now, or when I reequip it, You're is he going to become again. cursed again? Yep. Is that what happens? Yep. Oh, okay, good. It so. just allows you to unequip it. Cursed weapon. Cursed weapons are just garbage. I do yeah, not know bullshit. why they exist. In they're the traps. Game. It sounds like. I mean, there they're are some you can you can use yeah. without equipping, like the dark sword. Right. You can use it without equipping it. You're not going to get cursed. Use it the as black an item. ring. You can use it and cast bolt mm-hmm. without doing it, but you can only do it a few times before it breaks and. You have to get it repaired and use it again or Which use is it cool one more time and it's gone. That you get the option to repair. Yeah. That's neat. I like that. Um, so except for like in Sword of Haja, when you actually get the Sword of Haja, you could use it as many times as you want and it never breaks. I have a question for you. And it's not about beards or glasses yet, mm-hmm. uh, nor is it about cursed items. Mm-hmm. It is about how do you feel about not having, not being able to explore the overworld in this game, because yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about the Shining Force games. Because like the game, at least gear, in Shining Force Two and Shining Force One, you do get to move her through towns and things like that. Right, that's gone. You don't, in the you game don't gear get versions. this, and yeah, Final yeah. Conflict. I was curious what you thought. You don't like it? I mean, no. I mean, I prefer I prefer it, but I mean, I wait, also, which I way? Also, which way do you? I prefer, prefer being able to explore. Okay, okay. but. I'm totally fine playing it without it. I realize like that's the sacrifice to play this on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because sort of Haja is the first one I played, and I loved it. And you can't explore in that one, so then just it was just a nice thing to see in Shining Force Two. I 100% prefer Game Gear style, oh, where yeah? it is like I don't have to worry about exploring. I don't have to worry about missing secret shit that I feel like is necessary to get. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like in Shining Force Two, I really liked Shining Force Two, but I'm worried, like, you know, if Twitch chat was so helpful in Shining Force 2, I'm worried that if they were not there, that I would have had, like, a grossly different experience. You probably would have. Because I wouldn't have found nearly half of the shit that I found Mm -hmm. uh, that I feel, like, really helped me get me through that game. Yeah. So, like, knowing that I don't have to explore to find stuff, I guess, other than the secret characters where you have to check random cactuses and Mm -hmm. forests. Yep. And in, like, in Sword of Haja, there are two, two secret characters, the ninja 
and the samurai. That oh, really? It's a ninja samurai again? You, yeah, you spot. I kind of wish we hadn't already done an episode on Sword of Haja because, like, I kind of want to play it. I remember talking about it, but we did did we do a full episode over it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm almost positive. I'll okay. let me look. Let me look it up. Okay. <laughs> episode 360. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was a Todd Pog. I think that's why I remember it because I think we recorded it in Tadbog High Rise. Oh, uh, okay. Because it was one of those where it's like I really, you were like, I really want to do sort of Haja, and I think I was like, I really don't want to play that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now I do, so I'm kind of like, hey, it'd be if I'm a convert. It'd be a fun thing to stream sometime, probably. Yeah, but I I do have a strict one one Shining Force game a year, year policy yeah. though. Well, add that to the end. It don't have to one. be my very last one. Yeah, yep. for sure. Um. I think I really would have liked Final Conflict better had I not played Shining Force 2 first. Yeah. 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 I think I think the big cuz it doesn't do anything different. That's my biggest complaint is I feel like Final Conflict doesn't do anything to improve upon Shining Force 2. It does not. Other Definitely. than or imp- like it yeah, sort of Hajas again a better game. So I mean I had to play because it's the other the other first one, very first one is for Game Gear or is it for Genesis? The very first one, Shining Force, is a Genesis game. Okay. The all the any if it has Gaiden in the name, it is a Game Gear game. Okay. There are only, yeah. there are only two Gaiden games. Three then. Gaiden games. Oh, there are three. So I need to play Shining Force first. Gaiden, Shining Force Two, Shining Force Gaiden Two, Sword of Haja, and Shining Force Gaiden Three. Final, Final conflict, conflict right. which this doesn't take any. Uh, I feel like Sword of Haja was the better game than the, than this. So it for it to come after. Doesn't make as much sense to me. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely want to find the first one and, and play it. The coolest thing about this game is that it bridges the Genesis games. Yeah, it, it bridges one and two. That's a really cool concept mm-hmm. for for a game, especially with it being a a Game Gear game. I think that is probably its biggest selling point. Yep, is that Absolutely. it is it is a portable Shining Force. Like when this came out, I mean, and you like Shining Force, this is. It's a good. Definitely. It's a good thing. It's yep. a great thing for you. Yep. But um, I would personally recommend Shining Force Two over this. Yeah. Oh, yo, absolutely, absolutely. And if you wanted a, a portable version, mm-hmm. yeah, get a Nomad. It's fine. Right. They're yeah. just everywhere. You can find them very easily. <laughs> right. I had a friend who had a Nomad, and I remember he would take it on band trips so that I could play on the bus because I thought it was the best thing in the world, which God, it was. I, wanted a, I mean, that's so. Yeah, Nomad was great. Sega, man, they were. They were ahead of, too ahead of their time in a lot of t- cases. The Nomad was just such a fucking brilliant idea. Yeah, it came out a little late, but yeah. It, like I still, if there had been a Super Nintendo version, fuck yeah, I would have bought that. Well, now there is. You can get one. Well, now there is, yeah. <laughs> or you could just, you know, put an emulator on your phone ba- or something. But. Back when, yeah, back when it was uh, <laughs> uh, something that would have caused a lot of gain for them. Uh-huh. Uh, well, do you have any achievements? Uh, yeah, I do. I have a couple achievements. Let's see what I got. Uh, these are all coming from Twitch chat. I have been streaming this over the course of like five Twitch streams. I hope to wrap it up. I hope to wrap up the game in one more Twitch stream, which will probably be happening sometime later this week that this episode drops. Uh, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash tadpog underscore podcast, and uh, you'll get a notification when I go live. Uh, other than that, I normally just stream on Sundays, like at 830 Central mm-hmm. at night. Uh, which uh, this Sunday I'll be playing whatever game we're going to be talking about on the next episode, which we kind of sort of have talked yeah, about, but I haven't I'm, really I'm nailed it do down. That. I'm good to do that. But there's a bunch of different ones. We have to figure out which one we're going to do out of uh, that okay. list, right? Okay. Unless I'm forgetting something that we well, talked about. Okay. Well, Color we'll f- Dinosaur. Color Dinosaur? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that what you want to do? Uh, yeah, it is. All right. Okay. Let's do Color Dinosaur. All right. All right. Done. Uh, yes. First achievement coming from 
I I love this. It's Kana. It comes from Kana. Uh, on the Google Doc, on the Google form where you submit achievements, I think autocorrect might have gotten, might have bit Kana because it coming. It's coming from Jack of Ziggurat Moons. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, uh, Kana's achievement is Burn Ward. And in order to unlock Burn Ward, have Blaze Three cast on a group of your characters, uh, which happens a lot. Yep. Uh, because there is an enemy called High Witch. Uh, that like all they do is like wait until you're clumped up, move in, cast burn three, and then you kill them. Yep. <laughs> uh, second achievement I got uh, coming from Josh ATC. Josh, by the way, thank you so much um, for helping me with a lot of stuff in this game. Josh was kind of he was there. He was on point. He was giving me hints and tips and and all that pro tips uh, because he he loves the Shining Force series uh, and it showed. And I feel I feel like I let him down near the end because like when Bowie died, or Bowie, I did it again. When Ian, the hero character, died in like a battle that was just, I felt like it was such bullshit because it was like it was one of those bottleneck scenarios, and then two spellcasters just waddled down and just like blast, blast, and then like Ian was done, mm. and it's like, well, there goes forty minutes of progress, yay. Mm. Um, that's kind of when I turned on the game. Uh, he has an achievement called. Patriot Games. And in order to unlock Patriot Games, you need to be reminded of the flag every time you use Howl after he is promoted. Because he looks like Captain mm-hmm. America as Doctor Strange. Uh, and the last achievement I got comes from 404 Error Lord Paul Pig, Onion Booty. And in order to unlock Onion Booty, you need to defeat an enemy with Sonette and then shed a tear at the amazing detail <laughs> on her ass. <laughs> Tyler, do you have any achievements? I've got a few. Um... I've got Mead never says die, and that is when you complete the game, because Mead is the your leader for one battle, and it's the very first battle in the game. So he is the only lead character. Who is a Shining, centaur? Who, well, who is, who is, yeah, who is a centaur? Who's a horse boy? And cannot cast egress. Ah. Uh, so instead, he has an angel wing in his inventory when you start. Uh-huh. Play through the game with that angel wing in your inventory. Hey, you never use it. I'm about to unlock that. There you go. Yeah, I'm about to unlock that. <laughs> and here's why. You know, I like to hold on to shit in RPGs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, especially when I'm not 100% certain what they do, <laughs> even after someone tells me what they do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and keep that anyway. Because I have, I've played through Earthbound a dozen times. I love Earthbound, my favorite game, but never once. Now, I, I mean, I don't even suffer from your 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 hoarding. Issues. Sure, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but I've never. I'm a monster. I get earthbound, it. Oh, you know, <laughs> here's what here's where I have it with you. I've never used a hand aid. That it's Paula gives it to you, or Paula's mother gives it to you very early on. It's a hand, the handmade band aid. The yeah. hand aid. Yeah. I I've forgot never, about the I've hand never aid. Never used it. Yeah, really. Just because you thought it, it was special. It felt or, special. Yeah, so I never totally. used it. I get it. No, look, I get it, man. Because it's like in Shining Force in this game, Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict. When you go to like the shopkeeper at camp, mm-hmm. who's like totally to be trusted because he's like the reddest hair in the world with a bowl cut, crossed eyes, and he's like, oh, I got the best bargain. It's like, yeah, I trust this guy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he totally like 
when you try to sell him something, sometimes he's like, oh, this is really rare. I'm going to pay you extra for that. Whenever that pops up, I'm like, all right, I don't want this item, but I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm going to put it on (laughs) one of my sideline characters who is not in the party. So essentially, I've got mule characters where it's just like (laughs) all they do is hold the shit. The shopkeeper's like, oh, damn, where'd you get that? I'm like, wait a second. We're keeping that. Yeah, my other, let's see, um, bargains, bargains are for punishment. And that is buy all, don't collect any of the game, the in item, the special items that, that you find either in chest. drop or find in chests, mm-hmm. only buy them through the bargain section. Yeah. Where they're unbelievably expensive. Yeah. But it's fine because you get like a lot of money. You do get a lot you of get money. You get so much, you get yeah. way more money than you possibly like. Mm-hmm. You don't need all that money, which I guess is nice. You don't have to worry about it. But it also, it doesn't feel like, I don't know, man. It's kind of like, I bought shit out of the bargain hutch all the time mm-hmm. where it's just like, ah, fine, I missed this thing. I had like full inventory and I didn't get this sword or whatever that dropped off an enemy. I'll just buy it for a ridiculous amount of money from the bargain hutch. Or Pineapple Express. Yeah. Pineapple Express is never buy any healing seeds, only buy medical herbs yeah. throughout the course <laughs> of the game. I do love that. That's a, that's my favorite achievement <laughs> of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to give us a good, good achievement. I just thought of all those off the top of my head just awesome. now. You did good. I like it. Thank you. Funny boy. Tyler. Yes, Dave. Are we done talking about this game pretty I, much? I think so. Okay, cool. If you were to give this game a beard mm-hmm. that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be and why? Uh, it would be Evil Spock's beard mm. from the original Star Trek series. The goatee, the evilest the evil go- of for all the beard, The mirror dimension yeah. or whatever. Why? Because this game just sort of feels like the the evil mirror dimension version of Shining Force. Yeah, how so? How, like when what when evil in what way? Just not as good. I see. Okay. Still fun. I still loved it. Because I was about still to say think, you did want to do this I did, episode. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely, I absolutely love. It's a good game. Uh huh. But it's just it's it should have been better than sort of Hasha. Okay. I, I really think it should have been, but it wasn't. I, see, you saying that over and over again like really makes me feel like I and, need to play sort of well, Haja. I, I can't say that it is not nostalgic. Because that's what I want to. That's what I want to figure out. That's what I want to figure out. I want to play sort of Haja mm-hmm. and like from a complete outsider look in and be like and like be like, all right, well, this game has this and this. I want to see and, like like what, it is cool and, and sort of Haja whenever you're. Shining Force gets split in two. So then you have to adventure as two different parties as two different main characters. Okay, that's cool. And then I like you that. recruit different members and then come back together for a much larger Shining Force once you reunite. Okay, that is neat. That is, And I feel like I feel like Final Conflict didn't really become interesting. Its battles didn't really become interesting until about halfway through. Uh, because, well, the Kraken battle was interesting just because yeah. it was, you know, that was difficult. It, that was definitely a call, a shining force to call back. Right. Absolutely. And that terrified me because especially being so early on. Yes. And I, cause I had a rough time with the crack the very first time I fought it because in shining force two, because I went that wrong way, you know, and yeah. I went West instead of East or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you're fighting the Kraken. You got no chance. Yeah. <laughs> so like when I rolled across it in this game, it was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> like yep. this is way too early to be fighting the Kraken. It was a tough fight. Mm-hmm. But Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses that sums up how you feel about it, mm-hmm. what kind of glasses would it be? Uh, I would have to give it glasses in the sense that it's something you see through. I'm going to give it the helm of opposite alignment oh. from the three 
3.5 Dungeon Masters game. Wow, that is a callback. I haven't thought about the helm of opposite alignment in a long time. Because mm-hmm. it, it's sort of a tropey thing in some Shining Force games where people will have some sort of mask or helm or something like that that changes them and they could be used and manipulated and once that's removed then they're then they're okay i haven't run across that yet in the game mm-hmm. so i'm 100 assuming that's what happens to max maybe yeah, because that's like <laughs> i mean it's pretty like it's like i said the story is kind of it's kind of tropey and yep. it's like when it is revealed to you that max has been like held captive and like by Michela, and it's like uh well we haven't seen him yet yeah <laughs> So we're probably going to fight him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's probably going to be corrupted. That's, that's where my game ended was the battle. Oh, really? Where, where no, you fight that's, a, that's a bummer. Yep. And it's very similar to the battle where you fight Lemon. Lemon, right. So I mean, it's a, he's got the dark sword and mm-hmm. all that shit, like, just like the Lemon battle. Cool. I mean, I guess cool. It, derivative, right? <laughs> derivative, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, okay. I, it, there's a thin line between, like, jamming on a theme Right, mm-hmm. and then like just not being I think, original. I think I guess maybe because like sort of Haja, it's its own original story, uh-huh. and then like there are characters at the beginning of the game. You wait almost at the end of the game before you can finally recruit them, and it makes you feel like you've earned your spot finally. Sure, these guys are like big heroes, and now you're good enough to have them. Do you feel like in sort of Haja because they weren't dealing directly? Like, oh, let me ask you this. This is a better way to ask you because. The the thing that makes Final Conflict cool to me is that it bridges two other games. Mm-hmm. But that, I and feel it, like... That it, is very cool. That is the strongest point. Does that also box the game in and make it like... It is its own standalone game because of that. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's its own separate experience. Yeah. Well, I was just curious if you felt and, like... And it's, it a, didn't, it's another... And you thought it's a whole new demon lord or devil lord. In... Sort of of Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, my question to you is, do you think that Final Conflict doesn't stand out because it is constrained by the stories of Shining Force 1 and 2? Yes. Because they've got really a limited movement. It feels like a side story as opposed to a a main entry. Gotcha. Okay. All right. A a guy Dan, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler. Yes, Dave. I enjoyed your beers and glasses very much. Thank you. I've got another question for you. If you were to buy this game used, how much do you think it would be? If you were to find the mm. average price on price charting for this game, how it, much do you think it would be? Mean, game Gear games aren't probably super easy to come across. Japanese only. But Japanese only. Uh, and imagine not huge in, I mean, probably pretty big in Japan, but not like a massive outbreak, like even going to consider bringing it over here. Um, $50. 50 $50. Tyler, actual retail value... On average, for Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict used or loose on the Game Gear, mm-hmm. at the time of this recording is nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. You know, I the, the these games you could buy the Japanese one if you if you're a fan of Shining Force, you don't really have to have the fan translation. You could yeah. very easily play, play through an entire Japanese game and be totally fine. The only thing that would be tough is equipping your party. But then they were the only ones you could equip it with. Yeah, I know. And but you just always buy the more expensive one. Yeah, it would be frustrating. It's, it's but still, still going to be tough it. because yeah. it's like if well, I I bought I bought this item which is named with a scribble, and then I need to sell an item. But did I just buy this item? Am uh, I going to sell back the item that I just bought true. because I can't that's read true. it? You're or right. so that would be my concern. <laughs> but yeah, as far as like the story goes and mm-hmm. stuff, I mean, yeah, I feel like you could probably 
you know, get read the Wikipedia entry and be like, yeah, okay, I got the story. Enjoy the and play then, through right, the game. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so a little caveat along with that 1999 on average, there is currently one for sale on mm-hmm. eBay, um, according to price charting for $169. So I kind of feel like, and this is like the loose price that 1999 I gave you is based mm-hmm. on one sale per year. So it's uh, like, it doesn't show up often, yeah. apparently. So, well, there we go. That was a, so essentially what I'm saying is that's a mulligan. Because it's such a weird game. You know, it's such mm-hmm. a weird game to be buying in North America, right? Yep. I mean, I yep, think yep, anytime yep. you have to, like, import something, it does weird stuff to the price. Absolutely. I don't have a quiz for you or anything. Uh, I mean, we're running pretty tight, but let's take eight. Let's take, let's take a call or I want to take a call? Yeah. All right. All right, who called us? Looks like Beloved Adam gave us a call. <gasps> if you can believe it. I can't. <laughs> Here we go. What's up, Tadfog? It's your Beloved Adam. I ended that last call with a little bit of hype and aggression. I was just running out of time, and I really... Do not remember his last call, do you? Nope. We should probably go ahead and play it again. Nope. <laughs> I'd rather wonder. <laughs> wanted you to know what I had to say. So I figured I'd call back with a little gentler message, hopefully really clear call quality, and uh, just wanted to ask you guys a question. Now I remember his last call. Yeah, the call quality was really bad, Adam. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for reminding me on that one. On top of all the talk that I had a minute ago. Uh, there's a Han Solo movie coming out soon, and um, I'd like your thoughts on it. I'm sure you'll talk about it before you get to this call, but I really enjoy Han Solo, Uh but there's a part of me that just kind of likes knowing that he was a smuggler and that he, you know, got the Millennium Falcon from Lando Calrissian in a game. Like, I, I like knowing enough about him, but still a mystery. And I'm worried that this movie is just going to tell me everything about it and there's not going to be any intrigue or mystery to me anymore. Um, so I'm kind of debating whether I'm really excited about this movie because I'm a big Star Wars fan and it's another Star Wars movie or if I'm just kind of burnt out a little bit on more Star Wars movies. So Dave, as, as mm. the Tadpog resident Star Wars expert, um, what are your mm. thoughts? Yeah. And, Un- uncontested. Uh, Tyler, as somebody who's watched- Tyler, you don't want any of that? I'm just saying, you're absolutely the Tadpog Star Wars oh. expert. Let me try to get back to that point in the call where we were because I accidentally <laughs> closed it out. We're probably we were probably uh, right about here. Films, uh, most a lot of the newer ones. What are your thoughts on a character that you don't have super like invested? All right, let's wind it back a little no, bit. No, no, so we you, get some context. You got, you got it pretty much oh, right. It? it was a question he was asking a me. Character that you don't have super like investment in. Um, Thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate it, and I'll call back soon. And I love you so very much, very, very much. All right, bye. I uh, love you too, Adam. Thank you for calling. We do love you. Um, I don't think we. I'm, I'm sure that we've mentioned. I've probably mentioned Solo he, in I passing. Think talked about it. Um, I liked it. I liked. I liked Solo. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Um, it felt like a Star Wars movie to me. Mm-hmm. It didn't really. Here's the problem with doing a prequel. You know, it's very, hey, this ties in with Final Conflict. You pretty much know where the story's going. Yep. You know, not it's like. Not any big surprises. Right. It's like, know. well, you know, Han's not going to die. Or if he does, it's going to be a really weird movie where it's mm. all about, like, bringing Han Solo back to life. Yep. Um, you He's know, super thick plot armor at the, from the <laughs> very beginning. Right. You know that Chewbacca's not going to die. You know that Lando's not going to die. You know that the Millennium Falcon's not going to get blown up. So it's like. That's a tough that's a tough way to start a movie. You yep. know, like that's a lot of like that's an uphill battle that you've got to fight. So it's like when I went into the movie, I went into I saw it low expectations. I was like I just hope this is a fun movie. 
Um, and they did a whole bunch of stuff I thought they were going to do. Like, they show Han meeting Chewbacca. And it's like, well, I knew they were... It just makes sense. Like, it's one of those things where they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. Like, if they show Han Solo meeting Chewbacca, you're going to have people being like, no, oh, yeah, of course they're going to show that because you got to show it. But, like, you're also going to have other people, like, if they don't show it, and be like, why didn't you show that? I want to like, see that. How'd they meet? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, him winning the Millennium Falcon and all that. And it's kind of one of those where it's just like I went in expecting to see all that shit and I was not going to be disappointed I was just going to try to you know enjoy the movie and and not expect too much out of it but I really enjoyed it I like I know some people didn't like how um how Woody did in um in the movie but it's like awesome that he's like part of the Star Wars universe now so Who is Woody in it? He plays um he plays kind of a mentor for Han Solo uh, I don't want to give uh, too much away. Dirt but bag mentor. Yeah, pretty much a dirt okay. bag mentor. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, one of those things where I was excited to see the movie because it very much felt like, from the trailers, it felt like a Western, like a Western genre movie set in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got like a train heist in it. You've got um, some intrigue, which is interesting. And it kind of also like has- Cowboy Bebop the movie. Uh, not really, because, like, it's not as stylish as Cowboy Bebop, you know what I mean? But, like, but, yeah, I mean, because Cowboy Bebop is, Cowboy Bebop's, yeah, a space western, but, like, this is, like, totally... It's not like Firefly. Firefly is a space western. I haven't seen, I've seen, like, two episodes, Mm -hmm. and then, like, yeah, I know I'm gonna get, don't DM me. But it's like I saw like two episodes of Firefly, and I was like, you know, I like Cowboy Bebop better. I'm, I, li- I like. Don't get me wrong, I like Firefly. Yeah, I like it too. I don't think it's, uh, but it's it's good, and it's a shame it was canceled. It it, it was canceled too early. I really, the movie, the Serenity movie, I think is really good. Yeah, it rubbed me the wrong way just because it was like one of those things where I kind of felt like you're taking a lot from Cowboy Bebop. I feel like mm. you know, like you got kind of the same problems. You kind of like. I don't know. But anyway. I mean, I only really watched it for Jewel State anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Solo, I liked it. Yeah, I like I, it. I think it got a lot of hate that wasn't really deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it had a really, there's a really big, interesting twist in the movie. Um, like a big, like a bigger than the movie kind of twist, you know? Oh, okay. Like, there is essentially, you know how you wait after the credit, the post-credit Marvel scene? Mm-hmm. There's essentially one of those. It's just it just happens before the credits. It's like it happens like a few scenes before the very end of the movie. Oh, okay. And it's like, what the fuck is this all about? Mm-hmm. I do, Adam, I do agree with you. Here's what's weird about this as far as releasing the Star Wars movies annually. Star Wars movies used to be like an event. And it does no, with them not. coming out like annually, it, they don't feel like events anymore. Yep. They feel like Oh, okay. Well, geez. Hope this year's one is good. Yeah, or like I hope that fatigue doesn't set in, which I feel like it had because I loved Star Wars. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I think when you've got legitimate fans of a thing and they're not like jazzed that a new movie is coming out, like that's kind of a problem. It kind of like. But you know they're going to see it too. So, I mean. Yeah, but for how long? For a while. Yeah, en- enough. To but ma- I mean, enough like, to make some serious money for a while. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess. I don't know, honestly. Like, if after after the prequel trilogy, and uh, I, and honestly, after how like, although I, I mean, I like Assassin's Creed games, but like, mm-hmm. 
I stop, I'm not going to keep up with them anymore. They come out no, it's almost, impossible. almost annually. They do it's come out, like, yeah. Nah, fuck it. It's impossible. Yeah, it's I honestly I think like the more often something comes out, the less special it is. Yep. And like Star Wars movies don't feel as special as they used to because it was a big deal. Like the prequel trilogy was a huge deal. Like mm-hmm. that was enormous. And then The Force Awakens was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just feels like, well, I mean, they just kind of come out. Yep. Yeah, all the time now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just not a, it's not an event anymore. Yeah. I think that was a part of the gravitas of Star Wars. I also think um, that, I hate to say it, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I've probably never been more, like, ashamed to say, hey, I'm a Star Wars fan mm-hmm. than I am, like, than I have been, like, this year and past year, just because, like, there have been so, there's been so much toxic shit with the fan base of the Star Wars fan base. Mm. Like, just, like, I feel like unnecessarily lashing out about, like, not liking certain things. Oh, and The Last and, Jedi just being, like, the worst thing ever. Yeah, and, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, of course. Like, I mean, The Last Jedi did shit that I didn't like, you know? Mm. I don't think it's a, a great Star Wars movie, but it's, like, people... Like, fans took it too far. And, like, you know, harassing people who, like, are involved in the project and stuff like that. And yeah. it's just, like, it's not a good look. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be lumped in with a bunch of assholes. You know what I mean? Because yep. it's, like, you don't like a movie. Don't like the movie. You don't like yeah, a movie. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. You're, like, your opinion is valid. But, like, you don't have to be, like, hostile about it. Because then it makes all of us look really bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it. that's what kills things because it's like now where it's like, I don't really like to just, like for instance, like in my office at one point, I probably would have Star Wars shit up on the wall, but it's like, I don't know, man. I don't want a client coming in and being like, oh, he's one of these guys. He's like one of, like he's one of these man babies. Yeah. And it's like, well, eh, not really. It's just, I like Star Wars, you know? Yeah. So it's a shame. It bums me out. It bums me out. Do you know what Kenna calls the Bible? Star Wars? <laughs> The Darth Vader news. The Darth Vader news? Why? I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I just, there was a Bible sitting on uh, Choco Chica's bed the other day, and she yeah. picked it up. She's like, oh, Daddy, let's read the Darth Vader news. <laughs> and I was like, where did you hear that? And she just ignored me. She's like, just open it up. Just going to read some Darth Vader news. <laughs> and that's when she learned how to read. And I, and I asked Meg about it. Like, where, where yeah. did, do you know where this came from? Because I don't know where Darth this came Vader from. Darth Vader Bible? Dar- oh, appara- sorry, Darth Vader News. And apparently she just picked it up one day, and she, it makes her friends laugh at school. Gotcha. So. All right. Was it, do you think you, how how heavily do you think YouTube was involved in that? Yeah. yeah. It had to evolve somewhere, probably starting from fucking surprise videos. I also love that you said that you talked to Meg about it because like we have at least once a week, I'll have a conversation with, I'll go through like the chain where it's like, oh, I heard Henry say a weird thing. I'll ask Nikki. She doesn't have an idea. I ask mom. She, and then like, <laughs> she doesn't have an idea. And it's like YouTube. <laughs> like yep. absolutely has to be. Who else do you talk to? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's the other kids at school, but I mean, who knows? I don't think my mom calls the Bible the Darth Vader news to get us, <laughs> so I'm not sure. Technically, I think she probably got that from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have um, what? Do, what do you think? Uh, I will eventually see the Star Wars movies, and Solo will be the last one I see. I have no interest in it whatsoever. Um, Partially because I don't like Harrison Ford. Partially because I feel like uh, Han Solo is 
that personification sort of of what I think of Harrison Ford as. I see. So and even though it's not Harrison Ford in the movie, you still have an I aversion picture him to and the character. Any, like, he saves people and stuff like that. Well, when I see him out at Comic-Cons and in interviews he and stuff like that. He saves people and stuff. Like, let's just gloss over that. Yeah, we'll save, uh, gloss say, over that. He saves people. You know, so like I know, we all I know do. he's not a, a complete <laughs> asshole, but he's one of those yeah. people I put in the same category as Bruce Willis that sort of hate their own success. And that, I don't know, that kind of person, but kind of like the people who... You don't think it's manly and sexy and attractive? No. I think, I think I honestly kind of think that's why a lot of people act that way. Or or people who hit it big and then like somebody who comes out of a sitcom, hits it big, does the movies and refuses to come back for like the finale of that show that gave them their start. Mm. I put all those kind of people in the same kind of category and I, I, just I don't see, like it. You don't like rude people. Yeah. You don't like rude boys. Rude people, unappreciative people like, yeah. So I, that's just how I see it. And then, I mean, Harrison Ford is also that arch typical jerk character people seem to love and I don't really understand that. I feel like people... I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen the movies in their entirety so yeah. I can't speak to that wholeheartedly I could be I could be totally wrong I could you know I'm not maybe I'm not getting something but I think it's because people feel like he's earned it because he's played characters that have been very important to them Mm -hmm. in their childhood like I mean Han Solo Indiana Jones I mean that's pretty honestly that's pretty much all you need you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. it's like I feel like you'd have to like the president Right, yeah, the president. <laughs> I feel like the uh, a fugitive. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you give, like, that's honestly, this is gonna sound sappy and dumb, but whatever. He, Harrison Ford, gave us a gift. You know what I mean? Like, he gave us a gift. Like, I mean, that his performances are fucking gift that he's given. Like, those personifying these characters is important. You know, it's important to a lot of people. I mean, it's like. I mean, but you. I, so I feel like I like John Travolta almost being Forrest Gump. N- nothing like that. <laughs> I, 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 so it makes Tom Hanks's performances a gift. Uh, I mean, I, did you not like Tom Hanks' performance in Forrest Gump? No, I love it. I'm oh. just saying, like, it could have been John Travolta. I know you shared that been, with us last not time. Been a gift. We know you're proud of this I trivia. Know. <laughs> I, you know, it just blows. It just blows my mind that that was almost a thing yeah. that somebody thought, like, oh no, that's Forrest Gump. <laughs> I mean, look, man. I mean, maybe he could have done it, right? You don't, you don't no, think so? No. Why not? I mean, the closest he could have been was an even dumber version of Vinnie Barbarino. Yeah. Um, <laughs> from Welcome Back, Connor. Did you like? Um, did you like him in Pulp Fiction? I haven't seen all of Pulp Fiction. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's probably it came my... out the same year, so they could be. I mean, I know they were. Really... It was one or the other. Yeah. Is, and that's why he didn't do it because of Pulp Fiction. Probably, yeah. Um, I think Pulp Fiction is probably his best. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably his best. Um, but I love Pulp Fiction, so that's probably not, not it's face colored off by with that. Nick, with Nick Cage, no. Um, nor Broken Arrow. Was he in Broken Arrow? I think mm. he was in Broken Arrow, right? Saturday Night Fever. I've n- I've never seen that. Neither have I. Uh, I've never seen that. I've honestly I haven't seen all of Greece. Neither have I. So, I mean, there we go. So you haven't seen any of his movies. So as far as you know, he would have been a great Forrest Gump. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but Tom Hanks, it's impossible to not think of Forrest Gump as Tom Hanks. Yeah. Or Tom, the other way, Tom Gump as Forrest Hanks. Could, could, Tom, uh, could Tom Hanks have been a good uh, Vincent Vega? No. No? No, I don't think so. No. Like, that is, that is really weird to think about. Because Tom <laughs> Hanks is like, because Vincent Vega is like, the whole thing about Pulp Fiction is that, you 
you kind of fall in love with these people who are bad people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, that is like a huge part of it because it's like, there are these charming people who you should not like, but you do, like they're doing horrible things, but it's like, they're charismatic, they're witty, they're funny. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, they're, I, that's what's interesting about Pulp Fiction. That and, you know, the, the how the, the story is told narratively and stuff like that. But yeah. like, yeah, that's like the big thing. It's like, I can't see Tom Hanks, I can see Tom Hanks being charming, absolutely. But I think seeing like Tom Hanks murder a man like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, can you come back from that? Like, I, has Tom Hanks ever murdered I mean, anybody in a movie? He could have almost been Mario, too. So I know. I would have loved to have seen that. Just because I think I think he would have made a great Mario because I feel like everyone would have just been like, oh, Tom Hanks. I feel like he's that guy. He's that actor where everyone's yeah. just like, oh, Tom. He's so, uh, he's so wholesome and adorable, mm-hmm. you know? And I like Tom Hanks. I'm not trying to knock him. It's just like, no, man, I could not see him as Vincent Vega, like, in a million years. <laughs> Maybe in a Saturday Night Live parody. No, Tom Hanks Fiction. and Keenan Thompson. Yeah. In, as the character. Oh, dude, I would, yeah, I would love that. That would be, a, <laughs> that would be amazing. It would make a really different Pulp Fiction, but it would make an excellent Saturday Night Live skit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on board. Okay. Do you want to take another call? No. Okay, that's it. That one took a long time. (laughs) All right. That was a good call. It's a good question. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. Find the show on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. YouTube. Still not Spotify. I I checked the other day. I was like, are we on there? Nope, we're not. Uh, hey, if you want to call us, leave a voicemail, 270-883-2555. You want to send us a package so we get, we get some more intro material, you send that to uh, Tadbox Studios, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Kentucky, 42002. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh-huh. We're at Tadbog underscore podcast. It's cucumbersome, I realize. Uh, a big ups to everybody who uh, retweets our episode announcements. That does really help. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Tadpog. You'll find us. Um, we also have a super secret Facebook group called Tadpog Nation where all the good shit happens. Uh, been a lot of Bowsette uh, posts recently, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. just amazing. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love. That has, like, been my favorite. But like, that, what, the, the peach boo, though, I like even I like that even better. I yeah, I don't know. I, it feels it feels derivative to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, it does. You're a, you're a, you're a Bowsette purist. Well, here's the thing. Here's what's interesting about Bowsette is like you can go a lot of different ways with Bowsette. Like, but it's like I know I've seen it. Right, but it's like, but it's like. With Boo, it's just like it's all the same. Like it's just like Petite Princess Peach, but she's pale. Like Bowsette is interesting because like you got some people like doing like wrestler style women. You know what I mean? And it's like I don't know. I think it's a lot more it's interesting. Got some meat. Than, it really does. I mean, that's not something that you see in any of the Boo art that I've. You know what I mean? That's it's true. all been like big tittied, tiny, busty, petite. Pale Peach. And there doesn't seem, you know what I mean? It's like, where's the creativity in that? You know, it's with Bowsette, there's creativity because there's just like people are taking it in like these really different directions. And it's kind of like, oh, well, I mean, she's still hot, but I mean, at least it's like you're trying to do something different. It's weird how big it's pornography explore the space. <laughs> right. It's just, just truly. And it's also we're like, I don't know, man. It's like, with Boo, with what what are they calling her? The Princess Boo. I cannot recall. Whatever they're calling her. Like they 
why, they're making her tits like really big. Like what? What those boo boos? Is that like what quality of boo would like make you think that it would like equate to the biggest breasts you could possibly imagine? It's just big pelosum ghosts. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But the trick is you can't ever touch them. Your hand just goes through them. Oh, it depends. So they, so they look so good, but you can never touch them. Uh, is that true, or does it depend on the way that they're oh, facing? Uh, in my head, can that is the sad truth? Yeah, missionary only. Um, the doggies ride out because she disappears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <she's, laughs> she can only come when she's looking at you. Yeah, you know, like a Christian relationship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. We do have a Patreon. Uh huh. You find uh, just find us on Patreon. It's like patreoncom slash tadpog. Mm-hmm. We owe you a bunch of shit. We owe you a bonus episode for September. We haven't delivered on that. Yeah, I know. Work is just. I know we feel bad about it, but work has been awful. And now my air's out and everything. And my bathroom flooded. I don't even have a toilet in there now. Yeah, it's like I'm living in the 1800s over here. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's that, I guess the TLDR on that is we're probably not going to do the board game this month. Like we had talked about doing that. We're probably going to do, we're just release an audio bonus episode because mm-hmm. we talked about doing an all calls bonus yeah. episode. You still want to do that? Yep. Cool. And then maybe next month we can do the Garfield board game. Okay. I'll see. Our theme song is, our theme song is Moves by Sigma Drive. Link mm-hmm. that track from the trustedtype.com. Mm. How you been close to that, Dave? Uh, like a ghost with big titties. Okay. A big titted ghost, if you will. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So until next time, tropical Capricorn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, bro. I, yeah. I hear him jiggling I'm in like, your voice. No, I was excited because I'm a ghost, you fucking pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd your mind go to boobs? <laughs> yeah, I'm sexist. <laughs> I'm ghostist. <laughs> I'm a fucking ghost, man. I can I can watch people have sex without them knowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not perverted or anything. Yeah, it's not about the Shut boobs. <laughs> it's about the... <laughs> That's the power. Yeah. <laughs> Boobs are power, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> hey, we're sorry. We forgot something that was really important. Yep. Um, because it's really hot, and I'm ready to, like, not be in this hot blanket room anymore. Uh-huh. Um, so we kind of rushed to the end there a little bit. Plus, I got on, like, my little soapbox and talked about um, how I'm mad at the Star Wars fandom right now. <laughs> so that kind of, like, took over my brain for a few minutes. Uh, but when we were talking about Patreon, uh, I forgot that there are some people that we need to thank. Damn right. First of all, I'd like to thank uh, Donald Trump's penis for looking like Toad, uh, who is yeah. a new Patreon donor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I'd like to thank uh, God Emperor Alex Pena for upping his donation yet again. Oh. Still not sick of us. Damn. Still, uh, still loving us and and praising us with his uh, some reason with his hard earned money. Uh, so, Alex, dude, uh, thank you. God bless you, God Emperor. <laughs> you, you bless you. You bless yeah, Alex bless you. I <laughs> uh, also like to thank uh, Josh. I'm gonna mess up your last name. I'm really sorry, Josh. We add a baby eats a boy. We, yeah, we add a baby <laughs> eats a boy for the new pledge. Thank you. Uh, I hope you enjoy uh, the previous bonus episodes and the September bonus episode, which will be coming out mm-hmm. sometime soon. I hope. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna take a stab at your last name. I'll call you Josh K. Uh, but Josh Cornelly. 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 I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass it to you. You tell me how you think you, that's pronounced. You're better at names than I am. Cornally. Okay. So we both think it's the same. Mm-hmm. Cornally. <laughs> or it could be we could do like stereotypical Italian Cornelli. Do you think it's Italian? 
for now. I, I don't know. I don't know the origin of this of this last name. Would you like the surname? I don't know if they have K's in Italy. I don't know. Would, would, yeah, they don't. They, they don't. they don't have K-marts there. They just have marts. <laughs> <laughs> would you like me to look up? I can look up the, the surname on the internet and see what its origin is. Let's just wait for him to tell us how wrong we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's wait for him to tell us that he was not. Let's wait for him to withdraw his Patreon pledge. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, uh, he'll for sure let us know that never were any of the Saved by the Bell characters owned. <laughs> none of them owned a radio station ever. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. We really appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was in high school, if my girlfriend was like, I'm on birth control, I'd be like, fucking Fuck yeah. sweet. <laughs>